Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast, and Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, today I'm bringing to you the sequel to Homeward Bound that I covered in April. Now I'm covering Homeward Bound 2, The Incredible Journey that came out three years later. Yes, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey was released in 93. Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, was released in 1996. I just thought this would be a fun, kind of double feature-ish thing to do before I kick off my Dog Days of Summer, which I will be covering the movie Lassie from 1994 in June. And Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog from, I believe, 1995... And then in August, I'll be covering Where the Red Fern Grows from 1974, as well as reading pieces from the novelization that didn't appear in the movie. Some scenes that, for good reason, probably were cut out. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be so fun. I think at some point, maybe next year... I think I want to cover the first three Airbud movies. I will not do any others after that. As far as I'm concerned, I I only like the first three. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That would be kind of fun. Maybe, you know, sometime next year. We'll see. We'll see. I have so many different movie review ideas in, in the works for, you know, the rest of this year and also for next year. I also thought of doing like a wish fulfillment one where I'm covering Blank Check, First Kid, Richie Rich. I just thought that would be fun also. Alright, so I'm going to go to IMDb and let's see the synopsis. When adventurous pets Chance, Shadow, and Sassy are accidentally separated from their vacationing owners, they're left to fend for themselves on the mean streets of San Francisco in search for the Golden Bridge that will take them home. Oh, the, the one below it is actually more uh, in detail. Okay, so... Homer Bound 2 Lost in San Francisco has a 6.0 out of 10. I want to see how much is the the first one is a 7.0. So Homer Bound 2 is one point below. Wow. Okay, so of course, Donna Michi did pass away after Homer Bound The Incredible Journey was released. So since Shadow is still alive three years later, they do have to have somebody else to take on the voice of Shadow. Ralph is it Wait? Wyatt? W-A-I-T-E. He does the voice of Shadow. He was on The Waltons as John Walton. Oh, he was, okay, yeah, I recognize. Yeah, The Bodyguard. He was Kevin Costner's, he played Kevin Costner's father in The Bodyguard. He's, this guy's got a very lengthy career. He did pass away in 2014. So, of course, returning voices, we have Michael J. Fox as Chance. We have Sally Field as Sassy. Let's see. We got... I love how the cast list in the first one did include the pets. The dog that played Shadow, the dog that played Chance, and the cat who played Sassy that really did not do anything else outside of 
that movie. So, yeah, there are a lot of voice actors. A lot of... We have Carla Giugino playing Delilah. You would probably most recognize her if you've seen the movie Son-in-Law from 1993. I did cover that on my podcast for Thanksgiving, I think maybe in 2018 or 2019 on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. So if you want to listen to that, it's not kid-friendly, so just so you know. (laughs) Yeah, we do have the kids returning. We have Veronica Lauren playing, you know, returning as Hope. Kevin Chevalier returning as Jamie. And Benji Thal returning as Peter Burford. We also have Kim Graced returning as Laura Seaver, the kid's mother, and Bob Seaver returning as their stepfather. Okay. Uh, also with the the pets here. Oh my gosh. Where's there's not a bear in this movie? I'm pretty sure there is no bear in this movie. I've seen this movie multiple times. Okay, so in the sequel you will see that <laughs> the dogs and cat had to be replaced as well. So we have a memorable face playing Chance. If you've seen the 1994 movie The Little Rascals, the dog who played Petey is played by the actor Dog Petey, who is playing Chance. Let's see, what else has this dog done? Um... It's pretty, um, he was in something called the Minus Man, Barking Dog. Okay. (laughs) Let's see, what else? That's pretty much it for him. Petey is an actor known for The Little Rascals, 94, and Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. There's a lot of dog names. Oh, all these dogs got credits. Oh my goodness. Look at them all. There's a, wow, there's a lot. There is a lot, a lot. Of course, I can't tell you, because the only picture we have is one of Petey, the dog who plays Chance. So, the dog and cat that plays Shadow and Sassy, I'm not seeing. If they are there, I don't know, because there's no pictures. So, this uh, uh, movie was directed by David R. Ellis, who sadly did pass away. Looks like he had worked on The Matrix, Final Dis- the. Let's see, The Final Destination. I don't really see many family. F- uh, Hotel for Dogs. Stunts in that movie. Harriet the Spy. Um, 94 is a Jungle Book. Man Without a Face. Forever Young. A couple of Mel Gibson films. Ghost Dad. Oh, I remember that movie. So, yeah, he has definitely whoops, worked on quite a bit of things. So, yeah, we got writers Chris Haughty, Julie Hickson. Sheila Burnford, characters from novel The Incredible Journey. Okay, let's see. Let's go back down to where it was released. March 8th, 1996. Does it say as far as how much money? Okay, opening weekend, $8 million, grossed $32 million overall. So let's look at Homeward Bound and see how much that one did over this one. Let's see, sixty thousand. Grossed forty-one million. How much did the sequel gross again? Let's see. Let's see. 
32. So just under like probably about 10,000. Less than. All right. But still, opening weekend, I mean, three years later, did make 8 million versus like the 60,000 that the first one did. All right, let's get into some trivia. Ralph Wyatt, voice of Shadow, replaced Don Meggie, who died in 93 after making the first film. Four American Bulldogs share the role of Chance, four Golden Retrievers share the role of Shadow, and six Himalayan cat performers carry the part of Sassy. <laughs> Let's see, Lawrence Fishburne was initially cast as Riley before Sinbad took... Oh, yeah, that's right, Sinbad. This might explain why the former's voice can be heard in the original trailer. Oh, interesting. I tried finding a trailer for this on YouTube, and I'm not finding one. Okay, apparently it says this film is inspired by 20th Century Fox's Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, 1992. So, yeah, I also did review both Home Alone movies. They're both on Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast. Again, not kid-friendly, so. All right, here's some goofs. Some scenes show the Vancouver, show the Vancouver, not the San Francisco skyline. When the house with the boy and the kitten catches fire, the movie clearly shows an inside fire while the cigar lit the bushes outside. The dog in the opening scene has a dark brown spot on its forehead, which disappears later in the movie as the dog actor has changed. And whoever's doing the goofs here is really particular. Chance is obviously played by a different dog in this film than the first one. Most notable is the dog has more tan spots on his neck and shoulders. Alright, so without further ado, let's jump into Homeward Bound to Lost in San Francisco. Hey, Quinny, you ready to watch the movie? You gonna take a nap? Really? You gonna take a nap over watching Homeward Bound 2? Lost in San Francisco? She's like, well, I didn't watch the first one. <laughs> Are you gonna root for Sassy? You know, since she's a cat and you're a cat? Right? Hi, baby! How you doing? Yeah, she's just hanging out at the foot of the bed. Yeah, Jeremy had to go into work today, so she's missing Jeremy. She's looking out the window of the hotel room. <laughs> so yeah, of course, one thing we are going to see in this movie is how the tables have kind of turned. In the first movie, Chance really didn't want much to do with Jamie, but then, of course, through his journey back to the family with Shadow and Sassy... His views on that changed, and he realized, you know, he really did want a family. Now, in the sequel, it's more like, you know, it's been three years. So, Jamie, let's put him at, say, age eight. So, I think around here he's going to be, well, no, you know what, let's just put him around age six. So, he's going to be well, nine Peter was probably 12 in the first movie, so he's going to be 15. Hope was 10. She's probably 13 at this point. Yes, the kids actor, the kid actors have definitely gotten older. Their house does not look anything like it did. I think they probably moved over, you know, the three years. Maybe something with Bob's, you know, grant and everything. So basically what's going to happen with this movie is the family, again, is going on a trip, but... Remember what happened last time? They weren't going on a trip. They were temporarily relocating. This time they're going to Canada. 
And they're going to fly the pets to Canada with them. Because why not? Like, well, we don't want a problem to happen. Like, remember what happened three years ago? So, yes, just like in the first movie, the animals face the unknown with the forests, the mountain lion, the bear, the river, the porcupine, and that closed off mine shaft. I don't know what that was that Shadow fell into. A giant sinkhole of so I don't know what that was. A giant mud pit that was closed off. I don't... Just... It, it just... That was a dangerous... I don't know what they were doing. Anyway. But now, the pets are lost, like the title says, in San Francisco. So, they're not too far from where they live, since they live in San Francisco. But San Francisco is huge. From what I've, you know, seen, heard about. And... <laughs> they're going to be facing... It just seems like San Francisco's got a major semi-feralish dog situation going on. There's like packs of dogs roaming around. One pack in particular is run by Riley. And he's definitely got a view that is very different than what Sassy Chance and Shadow have. Because they live in a nice comfortable home. They have a family. We'll get to Riley's backstory when we get to that. Of course, we also do meet newcomer Delilah, who was the inspiration for my dog's name, Delilah, in 1996. Delilah, I got her from an animal shelter. She was about three years old. She's a black lab mix. She mainly looked black, like a black lab. So, and she, we come to find out later, she hated thunderstorms. And she also split her time from, you know, our place, you know, me and my dad's house versus the farm, which was right across the field. So, but she was a good dog. I mean, she lived to be, I mean, I got her when I was going on 14 and then she passed away I think maybe when I was like 20 so I wasn't even living at home and by that time she was living at the farm full-time so yes back to the character of Delilah from the movie she's a beautiful white dog I have no idea what breed she is specifically but she's gorgeous and she becomes a love interest for Chance, which I think that is just hilarious and adorable at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, Delilah is such a great character. She's got a good heart. And I think she does have a good effect on Chance. She really does kind of help him grow a little bit. I mean, in the movie, he was probably, what, about a year old? Now, three years later, he's, you know, probably getting closer to four He's still a, a pup at heart, but, you know, he's he's been through an ordeal and experience. It's changed him as a character, but he's still got his energetic, crazy goofball ways. So, yeah, I just definitely the movies are similar in a way, but they're also different. Like, the stakes, honestly, they faced more higher stakes in the first movie than they did in the sequel. So, they got... Feral dogs running around. They have 
two men out there trying to collect dogs for animal testing and just rounding up dogs. So they do have obstacles. And their goal in mind, of course, is to get over the Golden Gate Bridge and get back home. So yeah, Chance, again, with the narration, he does tell us it's been two years that he's lived with a family. And he says this is the best two two years of this dog's life. So, of course, he lets those know who have, if they haven't seen the first movie, some, you know, that incredible journey over the mountains, but you've probably already heard that story. So, we see the front door open, Hope steps out and grabs the newspaper that's been dropped off by the paper boy. And Hope is a lot taller. Actually, in the first movie, her hair was curly, where in this movie, her hair is straight and, you know, kind of pulled back. She's also wearing overalls. So this has got to be... Is this spring break or is this summertime? You know, Chance is saying, you know, they treat us pretty well here. Three square meals a day, a nice place to sleep, and all the smelly sneakers I could eat. Because Chance loves shoes. If you didn't already get that from the first movie when he was chewing on that leather boot. And Chance also mentions about, you know, feeling a little restless. Like sometimes a dog could just want something more. He's like, hey, I think there is something out there. And he takes off, and Jamie, we hear him like, hey, mom, did you see my shoe? And he comes out onto the porch and it's like, he's got one shoe on, and of course he's missing the other shoe. Like, hey, Chance, did you steal my shoe? Because Chance flung that shoe along the steps, because there's actual potted plants along the steps on the side there. So Jamie, of course, is introduced through Chance. Chance like, oh, that's Jamie. Two years ago, he rescued me from the bad place. And Jamie is what makes it home around here. So Chance finds a butterfly, and we get another Arnold Schwarzenegger joke. Like, hey, you have a date with the Chancenator. Oh my goodness. Butterfly, you know, leaps away. And Chance like, you butterfly away. Oh my god. These jokes are so goofy. I love how uh, Chance is saying how... You know, it's his job to protect, protect Jamie. It's like, oh, the perimeter is secure. And then he runs into the house. Like, it's a thing of beauty when Chance is on duty. And Sassy's there. She's like, oh, speaking of duty. Yeah, the Sassy and Chance banter is back and better than ever. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> oh, speaking of duty, I thought I smelled something yuck. And he, Chance looks at Sassy and says, oh, what's wrong with you, bad fur day? And she tells him, I'll tell you what's bad. I saw suitcases. And Chance is like, well, what's wrong with that? And she's like, well, remember the last time we saw suitcases? It means they're going on a trip. Yeah. He's like, well, what's wrong with suitcases? And she says, that means the family's leaving. Of course, who could blame them with the way you smell? And I love Chance. He's like, oh, it's time for kitty soccer. And he starts, like, nosing <laughs> Sassy's side. <laughs> I love how Chance is commentating. Like, Chance moves the fat cat down the field. Go, go, go. It's like, oh, my gosh, another fad joke from Seth about Sassy. She's not fat. Wow, are the Seaver, is this Seaver family any different from the McAllisters? Because he's like, hey, Hope and Jamie, get your stuff down here so we can load up the car. And he's carrying folded clothes as, 
sassy latches onto the word car like oh did you hear that he said car there's definitely gonna be a trip and of course as sassy's running up the stairs and bob's coming down the stairs they collide sassy's fine thank goodness but bob falls down the stairs with the clothes they just go every which way and <laughs> Hope doesn't even bother to ask if her father stepdad's okay. She's like, oh my gosh, Sassy, are you okay? And Chance has got a pair of boxers covering his head. <laughs> and I love Sassy going, oh, Chance, take it off. Take it all off. <laughs> no, it's not a pair of boxers. It's a pair of briefs. And Chance is like trying to get the underwear off his side. He's like, oh, who says cotton briefs? <laughs> So as Hope is carrying Sassy, she doesn't even ask. She like steps over her father, who's still on the stairs. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. And <laughs> Sassy, as she's being carried away by Hope, looks down at Chance and says, So Chance, we're all wondering, do you prefer boxers or briefs? <laughs> and Chance is like, oh, go get dipped. As in flea dipped. So, yeah. Chance goes upstairs to find Jamie. Then we go into the kitchen where we have Laura, we have Peter and Hope. And just by looking at, I mean, we know it's a different voice for Shadow, but this dog does not, in the first movie, Sha the dog playing Shadow did look, you know, quite a bit older. This dog does not look like an elderly dog would look. I mean, think about it. If it's been two years, and I said, what? Shadow's probably, it was 10 in the first movie. Now he's like 12. So he is definitely getting up there. I mean, Shadow does have a little bit of white on his face. As, you know, show that he's getting older. And Peter pretty much tells us what we already know. Well, we know they're going on a trip, but we don't know where until Peter says, we're going to Canada, boy. We're taking you with us. And of course, Shadow's like, go. I'd go anywhere with you, Peter. So Bob comes in, loaded down with bags to put in the car. And he's like, hey, Peter, can you grab those bags? And Peter's like, yeah, sure, Dad. So definitely still, for you know, just comfortable calling him Dad. There's no hostility like there was in the first movie. Because, you know, they... Laura and Bob had just gotten married. There was still, you know, that friction there and with everything with the pets taking off and just Bob's whole attitude. And uh, I don't want to get into that, but it's just the family's definitely gotten comfortable. They've become, you know, a family family now that Bob and Laura have been married for two years. And I swear, it does look like they bought a new house. It really, really does. They moved to, like, a different area. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Because remember how I said I thought they were in, you know, San Francisco, right? Maybe he did eventually, like, hey, let's relocate. Because, you know, I'm a professor. They want me there all the time now. Because, you know, he's working towards, like, a, he was working towards a grant, and he's a, he's a college professor and all that stuff. So, I mean, we don't hear anything about his job in this movie. I love the product placement of the Captain Crunch cereal and Crunchberry cereal. So, 
he's Bob is already loaded down with bags, and Laura's like, "Oh, honey, don't forget this. It's like a sixty-pound bag of dog food." And this is where Bob again he's complaining. Like, I think it's ridiculous that we're flying three pets across the United or to to can clear across to Canada to go on a camping trip. What is his problem with the pets? He was so like that in the first movie. Like, sloughing them off. Like, oh, like they're such an inconvenience. Bob's like, I think it's crazy to fly three animals halfway across the continent to go on a camping trip. Well, he, what is his deal with the animals? My gosh. Sassy excuses herself to use the litter box. Like, oh, if we're going on the trip, then... Have they not been talking about this trip for the... I mean, the animals, this comes as a surprise. Like, oh, we're going on a trip? This is the first I'm hearing of it. So it's weird how a good chunk of these... We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, uh, Jamie's friend Stacy drops by on her bike. She's dressed in her baseball uniform. Like, hey, everyone's meeting at the field. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll meet you at the field later. Dude! You're about ready to go get on a plane and go to Canada for a camping trip. And you're, like, gonna, like, hey, well, I got, like, uh, 15 minutes to spare. I can make it to the baseball field to, you know, get some throws in and everything. I'd be like, uh, excuse me, son, you're not even packed. Where's your stuff? We have no time to have you go to the baseball field, Mac. We gotta, we gotta catch a plane. Granted, this is 96. It's before 2001. Where, you know, all the security and, and bag checks and all that stuff. And taking off your shoes and everything. But even still, it's like, that's the day of, man. You do not have time to be going to the baseball little league field. So Brad, he's like, I gotta find my shoe. Where's my shoe? And Jamie's looking under the, his bed. And he knocks off a autographed Barry Bonds baseball off his dresser. And Chance is like, oh, you want to play ball? Okay. Because he's sitting, Chance is sitting in the doorway. And he's <clears throat> chewing on the baseball. And Jamie is just kind of being a, a bit of a jerk. He's like, like, no, Chance, not my autographed Barry Bonds baseball. Like, oh, get out of my way. Slams the door in Chance's face. Ugh. So you see how the tables have turned. In the first movie, Chance really didn't want anything to do with Jamie. You know, Jamie acts like Chance is an inconvenience. It's clearly that, okay, if it's been two years, then Jamie's gotta be, like, I'm saying he's, like, six in the first movie, and he's gonna be eight in this movie, and then Peter's, like, 14 and Hope's, like, 12. Yeah, so when Jamie slams the door in Chance's face, and Chance's like, oh, it's a little hard to play with the door shut, Jamie. And he's like, oh, man, Jamie, you never want to play anymore. And then, of course, he picks up, Chance picks up the scent of donuts, which are piled on. It's interesting how the family, everyone except Bob, is just taking their sweet time. You know, I mean, they're going to be getting on a plane. You you think, you know, people be, you know, busy getting stuff done. But, no, we'll just let dear old dad just put out his back, you know, packing the car and everything. It's like, come, I mean, I think they did actually get a minivan instead of that old Jeep that they had. I mean, 
I commented on that in the first movie with just there being next to no space. Those kids are like smushed together in the back. And then of course you have two regular sized, you know, dogs and a cat. It's like, where are they going to go? How are they all going to fit back there? Okay, so yeah, he goes over there. He's about ready. He ends up licking one of the donuts and Laura goes over and he's like, Chance, now you've had your breakfast already. Twice, in fact, I might add. And Chance is like, yeah, you never heard of a thing called brunch? So Jamie comes down the stairs like, adios, amigo. And Laura's like, now Jamie, we're leaving in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. How far is this baseball field? You're telling me you're going to get there and get back in 20 minutes to leave for the airport. <laughs> Does this family even want to go on this trip? We know Jamie clearly doesn't. So, of course, when Laura's back is turned, Chance grabs a donut and runs after Jamie, who tells Chance to stay. Like, you can't come with me. You need to stay here. You can't go. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Jamie yells at Chance, like, stay here, stay home, Chance, you can't come with me. And Jamie, you know, ugh, kid, <laughs> what happens in two years that the kid's like, oh, come on, Chance. I love you, Chance. And then I was like, Chance, no, I don't want you anywhere around me. Yeah, what happened in those two years? I mean, the kid's only eight. So Sassy's like, geez, Chance, can't you take a hint? And Chance is like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, Jamie's going to send you back to the bad place. Oh, I'll miss you. Bye-bye. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to miss you, too. Because Sassy is in a, like, a plastic tunnel type thing. And Chance starts, like, pushing the tunnel. And Sassy's, like, inside going and moving around and around. Oh, my goodness. Just like with the seesaw. I'm curious. Why is there a playground thing set up in the yard still? I mean, Jamie's, like, eight. I think at this point he's outgrown that. And the other kids are, like, 14 and 12. Nobody's playing on that thing. It's California. I'm surprised that they haven't been saying, Dad, get us a pool. Dad, put in a pool. To get this playground thing out of here. We don't use it anymore. Jamie hasn't used it in, two, in, a, in like over a year and a half. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so he pushes this plastic tunnel thing. Ends up hitting right in front of the car. And <laughs> poor Sassy's like, I'm going to blow chow chow everywhere. <laughs> and of course we get the line is Chance says cats rule and dogs rule and then he takes off after Jamie so Sassy comes out of course she's a little disoriented you know like stumbling and everything she's like oh my head oh my head I'm going to hurt you <laughs> do I see you again yeah I noticed like in the first movie her collar was like a light yellow and this one it's more kind of like a light light sky blue and it's got more bedazzling on it. Okay, so this looks like just practice. Because we see some kids wearing uniforms and hats. We see other kids wearing the team logo hat. And then just 
regular street clothes, regular everyday clothes. So of course, Chance comes up on the baseball diamond. He's like, hey kids, no, Jamie and I got a play date, so you all gotta leave. You all gotta Anscray. And then of course we hear other dogs that probably belong to the kids that are hanging out that are pretty much... They're commentating on the game. They're sports announcers. And, of course, there's Lucky Lasorda and Sparky Michaels and Trixie Euchre, voiced by Bob Euchre, who you might know if you watch the show Belvedere. He was the dad on Mr. Belvedere. And, of course, like, hey, we're broadcasting the game. Now get out of the way. And Chance is like, I'm broadcasting the game, really? And Sassy tells me to get a life? <laughs> I love how all these dogs are just hanging out watching their, you know, humans play baseball. Not doing anything bad, but Chance being who Chance is, takes this as an opportunity to interrupt the game and run off with the baseball. Yeah, I think he runs off with... Yeah, oh, that comes later. Because this girl, this mouthy girl is like, oh, get the dog out of here, Seaver. And Chance is like, oh, you you push my human? Yeah, she's like pushing Jamie. This girl's like towering over him. And it's like, mean girl, what's your deal? And Chance is like, hey, you push him, you push me, babe. Like, I'm going to get you. And he finally takes her glove and runs off with it. And the, all the kids run after him. And, of course, the other dogs announcing the game are like, well, no one likes to hear the B word, but that is one very bad dog. <laughs> so Jamie, yeah, he goes over to Chance, pulls the ball out of Chance's mouth. It's like, Chance, how many times do I have to tell you? Stay off the field. So clearly this is not an isolated incident. It's happened in the past. And then this girl, this hulking girl who's hovering over Jamie's, like, pushing him, saying, get the dog out of here. And what? No, what? None of these kids are like, hey, just chill out, girl. What's your... This is a teammate. Hey, what's this girl's problem? She's like, I've seen some pretty dumb dogs before, Seaver, and yours is pathetic. I'm like, excuse me. Now you're getting personal. You're not just attacking Jamie. Now you're attacking his dog verbally. This girl needs to be removed. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like her. Thank goodness we don't see her again. Yeah, Chance grabs her mitt and gets into a wrestling match with the girl, which she's no match for this dog. We've seen him with a frisbee and a human before. So anyway, yeah, she's calling him a stupid dog. I'm like, girl, what is your deal? Do you hate animals so much? Ugh. So what, the whole team is running after him? So now what? He's got his mitt or he's got the girl's mitt? I think it's just his mitt. And it's just, now the family is like at the car waiting for Jamie. Like, where have you been? We need to get on the road to the airport. Our plane is going to leave when we don't get there. That Yeah, I still, why did they let him go? I don't know. They're literally all packed and just waiting for by the car like ugh, they could have just driven there to get him i don't know how far away this park must not be too far because he can walk there jamie is really aggravating me uh i can't stand him <laughs> he's becoming my least favorite character in this movie so far but okay so they don't have a minivan they have basically a 1996 early suv type vehicle this kid is a complainer. He's like, we chased him all over the park. I don't know why we gotta go on the stupid camping trip. I'm gonna miss the two most important games. It's like, 
Okay, you could have left him with a relative or something because he's got a crappy attitude. No, if I were a parent, I'm like, you need to buck up or you won't be playing Little League Baseball next season. Because this behavior is it's unacceptable. But they're like, oh, whatever. But the other kids have a problem. So Peter grabs Chance, puts him in the back with Shadow and Sassy. They're all just hanging out. No one's in a carrier or a cage of any kind. Because more than likely, if they're going to be going on a plane, they're going to be going into whatever that part of the plane is that animals go to. So Chance is like, well, wherever they're taking us, it can't be too bad. Otherwise, they would have given us those tranquilizers. And then as the vehicle pulls away, we hear Bob saying, hey, Peter, did you remember to give them their tranquilizers? Which, you know, probably to help them with, you know, the airplane. You just hear all the pets go, uh-oh. So Chance is like, hey, we got to get rid of these things. These little green kibbles that they shove down our throats. And Sassy's like, well, how will you do that? And Chance demonstrates by like, oh, you gotta think of something disgusting like a big, fluffy, hairy cat. And he pukes up the green pill. And a plastic rubber ball that you would get out of like a 25 cent machine at a grocery store. Alright, so the family all make it safely over the Golden Gate Bridge. And now we're at the San Francisco International Airport. So, of course, now the animals gotta go into their travel cages. Shadow. <laughs> and I love how Peter's like, oh, Shadow, it's okay, don't be afraid. And Shadow is <laughs> like, oh, I'm not the pet to worry about. And, of course, Hope puts Sassy in her travel carrier. <laughs> She's like, well, this isn't first class. Well, no, it's not. That's why they're supposed to take those pills to put them out for the duration of the flight to Canada. I don't know how long the flight is, but... And, of course, here comes Bob struggling with Chance on a leash. He's just like, oh, my gosh, I can't. I gotta go back home. I forgot to lock the doggy door. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Bob is able to get Chance into... His travel carrier, and he's like, oh my gosh, they're treating me like I'm some kind of animal. And Shadow, whose travel carrier is right next to Chance's, is like, Chance, relax, you'll be fine, you will live. Because Chance is all like, hey, don't I get to call my lawyer? And we do see Bob give the guy who, because the pet carriers are actually on... A cart that is just going to be wheeled to probably where other things are going to be, you know, stowed in the bottom or back of the plane. And Bob looks at Jamie like, oh, Jamie, are you going to say goodbye to Chance? And Jamie's all like, see you later. Like, he can't be bothered. I'm like, you little brat. This kid is such a dang brat. Ugh. I'm sorry, but if I were Bob, I'm like, you know, Jamie, we could always give Chance to a family that will love him. Or to another little boy who would completely love this dog because you clearly don't right now. I don't know. He, he just infuriates me to no end, this kid. In, in this movie. I like the Jamie in Homeward Bound. Can we get that kid back? I know it's the same actor, but... And Chance is apologizing. He's like, Jamie, I'm sorry. It was bad. I'll be good. Like, don't send me away. 
And we see Peter and Hope, they're like, bye, Shadow, bye, Sassy, bye, Chance, we'll see you in Canada. <laughs> and they're in San Francisco, so I just, I wonder how long that flight would be. I don't think it would be too terribly long. So now the pets are on a, like, a trolley cart thing that is being wheeled out or driven to the plane, along with people's luggage and this and that. And Chance sees... In one of the holes in the pet carrier, he can see some of the pets that are, I think, getting off the plane or being put on the plane with them. They're in a different trolley cart, and these ones didn't throw up their, their little green pill their, that would put them out for the duration of the flight. They swallow, and they're just knocked out. They're just wiped out, you know? That's just, and Chance is like, oh my gosh, look at them. They don't look so good. It's like, no, they don't, because they're sleepy. So Chance definitely, I can see that he has major, I can see him having PTSD over the bad place, the pound and stuff. And he's seeing guys in orange jumpsuits that are working on the runway, and he immediately assumes that his family is sending him, all of them to the bad place, the pound. He's like, I recognize them. I know them. They're taking us to the bad place. Like, no, they're not. But he doesn't know that. And how many families had taken Chance in before the Seaver family took him in? And how many families couldn't handle him or didn't want... Uh, it's just sad. They just he kept getting probably kept getting returned until eventually he found himself on the street again. And and Chance even says, "Well, I knew Jamie was mad at me, but I didn't think he was this mad at me." So he's like, "I got to get out of this cage." And they're like, "No, Chance, don't, because they're being you know on a little trailer taken to you know the plane, and we see another trailer coming from the you know opposite direction." He's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And then Chance sees this as his opportunity to get out of his cage. He tips it forward. It ends up hitting the front of that other trailer, and it just breaks open. So now, Sassy and Shadow, who are still in their cage, are like, well, we gotta go after him. We can't. How are we gonna get out of here? Of course, we know how great Sassy is with getting gates unlocked. She's able to get unlocked and able to get Shadow unlocked, so they're able to run after Chance, who is now loose on the runway. Oh my goodness. So they end <laughs> Chance ends up going back into the airport. And of course security or, or the people that are inside the behind the scenes part of the airport, you know, with the luggage and all that stuff, see that now we got three animals loose in the back of the airport. It's like, yeah, we need to call security and get this handled. Because think about that, it's very dangerous. You've got a lot of things happening at once, a lot of people moving around, a lot of machinery moving around, you know, little, you know, motorized carts and stuff, taking luggage and whatnot out to planes that are about to take off. Or planes that are coming in, and it's just it's 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 a it's a mess. But Jamie is just like, hey, or Jamie, Chance. It's just like, Jamie, I'm coming with you. Well, you would have been if you did. But that were if if they'd have just stayed in those cages, we wouldn't have this movie. So cages. No, I'm calling them pet carriers because they're travel carriers. Right, Quinn? Yep. And I love how 
when Sassy was getting shadow out, like, oh, I always got to be the brains of the operation. Beauty and brains. <laughs> so, and then as they're... Shadow and Sassy are running to catch up with Chance. Sassy's like, why couldn't Jamie have gotten, like, a goldfish or something? So, now we got him going up uh, the luggage area with all the luggage that's being sent down to be, you know, put on a plane. <laughs> it's, like, basically an obstacle course. Trying to maneuver around that and everything. And Sassy's like, okay, next year I plan the vacation, which is... Can imagine they're just gonna have a staycation. I can imagine after they're like, no, we're not taking the animals anywhere. I mean, if anything, you go on a road trip with them somewhere. So yeah, chances finally like, all right, we made it. We're back in the airport and poor Shadow, poor old dog. He's trying to jump luggage and chase after Chance, and it's just like, oh please, Chance, I'm begging you. I can't. An old dog can't take much more. And Chance, of course, is looking for Jamie and the rest of the family. Well, where are they? I'm thinking, well, they're probably on the plane. <laughs> Would be my guess. You missed him. So Chance is like looking around like, hey, any of you see a short little boy with brown hair that answers in the name of Jamie? And Shadow's like, Chance, you shouldn't have left your cage. And Sasha's like, yeah, good going, Chance. And Chance says, well, I thought they'd be up here. And Sasha says, well, they're not. And then she looks at some random people like, oh, Chance, there's a nice family. Why don't you go with them? <laughs> so now they're going to go through... The uh, the X-ray machine, I guess, with the luggage and stuff, where you have, you know, your luggage being checked, and it'll come up on a screen. And, of course, we get another line from Sassy about having to follow Shadow and Chance and not enjoying the view. Like, I'm right behind you, boys, and I'm not enjoying the view. And Sassy's getting nervous. She's like, what is this thing? And Shadow says, just stay calm, Sassy. It'll be okay. And Chance is all like, there's something wrong here. I feel it in my bones. And we see on the monitor Chance's skeleton. And then you see, like, like a ball and a key and a bunch of other little things that he must have swallowed at one point or another. So, of course, the alarm goes off. And, he, and Chance is like, all right, let's get out of here. I mean, no, seriously, we got to get out of this thing. And they all just come running out of that x-ray machine. So basically, their first adventure here is they got to get out of this airport. They got to get away from all of this. And I was just thinking today, this morning, when I was thinking about, you know, continuing with the review, I'm just thinking, Lost in San Francisco, honestly, the odds of what they have to face in this movie are honestly not nearly even remotely as bad as the first movie. I mean, they had a chance face off with uh, a bear he hurt by a porcupine sassy almost drowned chance or shadow almost broke his legs in a big giant mud hole those were and, and a mountain lion let's not forget that mountain lion that shadow was able to outrun at his age those are big big thing and i'm just trying to think what do they have here in this movie that is as big of an obstacle other than that you know blood red van with you know those two guys that are looking for dogs to send into places to be tested on 
Um, there, there's that. There's, you know, feral dogs, I guess, if you want to call Ashcan and Trashcan or Pete or whatever their names are. I'll get to them eventually. <laughs> you know, Shadow goes into a burning house to save a boy. And Sassy goes in to save a kitten. I mean, those are, you know, big things. But I'm just thinking, I mean, the stakes just, I mean, they're not nearly as high as they were in the first movie. And I'm not saying I don't like this movie. I do like this movie. I, I like the first one better, but I just wish that they would have upped the ante. They would have made the stakes a little higher. Like, instead of Lost in San Francisco... Which, if you think about it, the only thing they got to do is get to the Golden Gate Bridge. And they're basically home. It seems like their journey in the first movie took a lot longer. Because they're going from California to some other area. I don't know. Maybe still in California. Maybe in another state. I'm not sure. And I'm just thinking, what could be higher stakes than what they faced in the first movie? down the luggage it looks like the luggage carousel or something because it's like they don't make these slides anymore the slides that I remember from my childhood you know the metal ones that you better not be wearing shorts in the summertime or you're gonna get a sore butt <laughs> or sore legs but yeah they're sliding around this and <laughs> Chance is having a fun time doing the little slide thing and poor Shadow's like Chance you're gonna kill me and Sassy's like, why do I keep following Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> At this point, Dumb and Dumber had already come out in 1994. So we gotta get those. I wonder, are we gonna get, because there are a lot of, like, Terminator references in the first one. And, of course, we do get them. We got them in the beginning with a butterfly. <laughs> Chance in the butterfly. Interesting to see all the references we get from, you know, Different movies, TV shows, and stuff like that. Oh, we actually do go onto the plane, and we see Peter sitting next to Bob, and Peter takes off his headphones. He's like, hey, Dad, do you think the animals are okay? I'm sure, Peter, uh, I'm sure that Bob is like, oh, don't worry, son, they're safe and sound below our feet. Which has a double meaning, because Bob thinks they're safe and sound, you know, in the bottom of the plane or whatever. No, they're, sa they're not safe and sound, but they are technically going to be below your feet in just a minute because chance goes out he goes out onto the runway it's like oh yeah this will be a great place to find james oh my god Ugh. i could say this is definitely one of those stakes they're on a runway with a plane that's about to take off oh man so chance like shadow i don't see him do you see him and shadow well they might be on one of those things and it's like, well, but which one? And Sasha's like, haven't we been here before? And she says, deja vu. <laughs> like, yeah, I can understand deja vu. Like, yeah, the situation's very similar. Like, them, like, being without their pet, without their owners and being separated and stuff like that. So Chance is like, well, look, we better pick one because we got, you know, security coming. And the security, I'm thinking, they don't look professional at all. They're just a bunch of guys that hop in a truck and they're wearing yellow, you know, vests and everything like you would if you were working on the road, you know, at night and stuff like that. Those protective type shiny, 
yellow vest. Anyway, <laughs> and one of the guys that jumps in the back of the truck has his head on backwards. Whatever. So Chancellor, well, we better pick a plane. What? And Shadow's like, all right, Peter, where are you? And he's like, I, he's on that one. I, I know it for sure. And we see it's a plane that says Canadian on it. So clearly. So they're running across this field. We got this van and this truck chasing them down. They managed to get onto the runway. Like, And Shadow's like, well, they should be able to see us. It's like, okay, um, Shadow, they're not stopping. And Shadow's like, they'll stop. And no, the plane just, you know, takes off above them. Luckily, he doesn't hit them, thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. And they all, <laughs> they all, like, put their, <laughs> cover their heads with their paws. Like, ah! <laughs> they think they're going to get run over by a plane. I'm sorry, no, Chance is the only one that has his paws above his head. And they're like, oh, well, we should duck down. And it's like, they're not stopping, they're not stopping. And it's like, you know, they'll, they'll stop. Like, no, they won't. Bye. And poor Shadow's like, oh, Peter, no, not again. And of course, Sasha's like, that was terrifying. It's like, I can imagine. As a human, I wouldn't be and want to be standing out there in a runway facing off with a plane that's about ready to take off. Do you imagine how loud that would be? Oh my, oh my god. And I get the chance, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I don't, and yeah, he, 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 he wet himself. Well, <laughs> you see a stream of pee, like, following out underneath him. Uh-huh, sure you weren't scared. So just like when they were escaping the pound in the first movie, they have to face off with the fence again. And of course it looks like there's already enough space for them to squeeze through. And Shadows, he's climbing, uh, like, underneath it. He's like, oh, I'm getting too old for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Sassy, she's climbing up the fence. It's like, oh, just think, all those years of climbing drapes have finally paid off. And, of course, just like in the first movie, Chance gets stuck. But, luckily, he is able to actually push through before those men can grab him. So now they're away from the airport, they're approaching the road, and Sassy's like, Shadow, that plane left without us, and Hope was on it. And Shadow's like, well, Peter was on it too. And it's just, oh, of course they're gonna, Sassy's gonna blame Chance, it's just like, Chance, this is all your fault. He's like, what, my fault? I just saved us from the bad place. And Sassy says, no, you just got us lost again. So Shadow looks at Sassy and Chance and says, hey, like it or not, we are going to have to find our way home. And <laughs> Chance, of course, brings up the first movie, like, home, really? Remember what happened last time? Huge mountains, stinky skunks, and porcupines? I don't think so. Notice how he left out the bear and the river where Sassy almost drowned and big giant mud hole that Shadow almost died in. He's not gonna, no, Chance is not gonna rehatch the entire movie in like 30 seconds. Like, everything that we faced. <laughs> so, yeah, Shadow and Sassy like, alright, let's go. And Chance is like, well, wait, no, I think they're gonna I'm gonna be waiting right here, because they're gonna come back for us, and I'll be waiting here when they do. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna be waiting all by myself. You know what? I'll come with you guys. <laughs> Oh, Chance. 
He had such care. You know, and it's funny. Now, I just thought of it. Homeward Bound, if you think of it, was kind of like Shadow's movie in a way. I mean, it was about all of them, but it was Shadow's journey to get to Peter. And now here, it's more of a Chance and Jamie dynamic, where this is more really focusing on Chance. Gosh, if we had a third movie, it would be focused on Sassy, wouldn't it? Gosh, can you imagine a third movie? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Especially after what happens at the end of this movie, which we'll wait for. The, any any theories on a, a sequel that will never happen? In my mind, I'll, <laughs> we'll see what I can come up with. So we see scenes of some walking and walking and walking some more. And now they find themselves, it's dark out. They're in an alley somewhere. And it just makes me kind of think, because Sassy's like, Shadow, I'm worried. Where are we? What is this place? And Shadow, of course, being the voice of reason, like, don't worry, Sassy. It's okay. And it just made me think of um, their first night in the woods once after they'd been walking and walking and walking and just the fear of, you know, they're in the woods, they've not been in the woods before, all the sounds that go on at night. Now this is different. They're in the city after dark. <laughs> that could be, I mean, for animals that are normally like indoor animals or, or in suburbia, you're in the city, you don't, you're not familiar with what goes on at night in the city, especially in an alleyway, my God. Nothing good after dark happens in an alleyway, I'm telling you. But they're gonna, if you think about it, Chance has been on, he'd been on the streets, right, for a bit. So he is just happy he's got a garbage, he uh, tips over a garbage can. He's like, ooh, is that garbage I smell? Ooh, yes, Eureka garbage, yummy. So yeah, he managed to find a burger and, oh, what is that, fries? And of course there's a cockroach on, see this one, you want to traipse and throw the garbage, ugh. Uh, so Shadow pulls over a cardboard box and Sassy's like, well, what are you doing? I didn't hear anyone shout fetch. And Shadow says, well, Sassy, welcome, say hello to your home away from home. And she takes one look at it and she says, that thing, it's filthy. My litter box is cleaner. And I don't have anything to sleep in. And Shadow, of course, makes a joke. What, no cats, pajamas? And she's like, oh, Shadow, you're a riot. And, of course, you can hear after he makes the, the joke and before Sassy says, oh, you're a riot, Shadow. He makes this, <laughs> like, oh, oh man, kind of laugh. Oh, my goodness. Definitely, I mean, I know that this is a different voice actor for Shadow because Don Amechi did pass away. And, I mean, there's nothing bad about the actor. It's it just, I don't know. He, he does sound, make Shadow seem like he's, say Shadow was like maybe 10 in the first movie. It's been two years. So Shadow's like 12, 13. He's, he's edging towards that heavenly gate. Um, but surprisingly, I mean, this dog is he's pretty decent for his age. He gets around okay. It's just the voice actor, it's just he makes Shadow sound a lot more older than he was in the first movie. I don't, I don't know. So Chance, of course, finishes garbage meal. Like, oh, you guys missed a great meal. And Sassy tells him, I don't eat garbage. Never have, never will. We're going to sleep now. Good night. So Chance is like, what? 
you're sleeping in the box. You're going to miss out on all the sights and the sounds and the smells. And Shao says, you'd be safer in here with us, Pop. And Sassy says, shh, the box smells bad enough already. <laughs> Chance, of course, like, hey, you forget I'm a bulldog. I welcome danger with open paws. And Sassy's like, yes, and a constantly open mouth. Those two can bicker. <laughs> For days on end. And Shadow's like, hey, we have a long day tomorrow. I think we need to get some sleep. So Chance sees some shadows on the wall in the alley. And he's freaking out. Like, oh, the monsters are coming to get me. No, it's some guys with a boombox that are playing it, like, really loud. Ugh. And Chance's like, hey, I'm going to get in the box. And he's stepping on Shadow. It's like, oh, you're hurting me. <laughs> and Sassy calls Chance on like Chance you put the bull in bulldog okay just admit that you're scared and Chance says hey I think the expression is Freddy cat not Freddy dog but you just see the look on Chance's face he's like <laughs> and if things couldn't get worse it starts to rain and of course Sassy's like and nothing smells worse than wet dog would you agree to that Quinnels she's sleeping so we get back to the Seaver family. They're at the airport in Canada. And Bob has just found out that the animals got loose at the airport in San Francisco. So he goes over to the family, says there's been a problem. Immediately, Peter's like, what is the dad? Is it Shadow? Because maybe he thinks, oh, Shadow being old, maybe he didn't make the Because I, I, I've heard stories like, being in an airplane like that for animals is very, that's why they give them, you know, to put them under so that way it will be less stress for them. But uh, no, he says the animals got loose at the airport. And Laura is like, well, wait, they're out there in this weather? And he says, no, in San Francisco. So Peter immediately jumps up and he's like, we have to go back. We have to find them. And Bob, ugh, he's like, there's no sense in ruining the whole vacation. I will fly back in the morning. Hope is like, well, I want to go home and find Sassy. And he's like, no, you kids go with your mom and have fun. And I agree with Peter. He's like, Dad, we're not going to have fun knowing the pets are lost in San Francisco. Really? I, it's priorities, this man. Oh my god, he was like this in the first movie, and he has not changed. It's like, oh, go have fun. Yeah, because I'm going to go have fun while I know my pet's somewhere lost in a city. It has no idea where it's at. You don't, you don't know the dangers that could be out there. And just because, you know, I said like the, the wilderness and everything facing that, the stakes were really high, doesn't mean that, you know, the stakes couldn't be high in San Francisco. I can't believe he's like, and have a good time. You know, go camping with your mom. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I oh, I don't like him, but I, I really don't like Jamie either in this movie. Hope and Peter are the only sensible, and Laura the mom, are the only sensible humans of this family, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, and Peter says we should all go back. And Hope looks at, Bob's like, Dad, please, can we just. Yeah, that would make the most sense. Just all go back. It's not like you can't do... they got to stop planning trips <laughs> from home that don't include the animals. 
Just have staycations from now on. Or if you're going to go somewhere, travel with the pets. Do a road trip type of thing where you're there with the pets all the time. And through this whole scene, Hope and Peter are the only ones that are upset that Shadow and Sassy are missing. They didn't even mention Chance by name. And I'm like, Jamie's just sitting there like a bump on a log. Like he has no care in the world except to get back to his precious baseball. Like, yeah, he didn't even voice one opinion of concern. Like, oh no, what about Chance? Is he okay? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I don't care if this is a nine-year-old boy. This isn't right. Chance deserves better. And the whole family treats him better than Jamie right now in this movie. Well, I mean, by, minus Bob. He acts like the animals are the biggest inconvenience. So now it's a new day. The sun is out. And Shadow's like, Sassy, don't worry. Soon you'll be in Hope's arms. And Sassy's like, I can't wait because I can't stand this music anymore. And Chance is beatboxing. He's called himself Ratmaster Chance. And lost in the city with an optimistic dog and a sarcastic kitty. So, of course, they reach this hill and they're looking above it. And just seeing, like, a whole city down there. Like, oh, that's what we gotta go through to get to home. Yeah, they get to the hill and she's like, oh no, I was sure that the house would be here. And Sassy's like, oh my gosh. And Chance was just not catching up to like, what? What? Can you see the house from here? Oh, I don't see it. This doesn't look like our backyard. Yeah, you're basically seeing, what, downtown San Francisco, I guess? I mean, they look like they're on a side street, and they're just you're seeing nothing but, like, tall buildings and freeways and other sides. So, yeah, it's just basically they got to make a maze. Uh, or they got to make a maze. they got to get through a maze of, you know, stuff between here in their house. Shadow's like, I can't understand it. I thought we must be further away than I thought. What? You went over to the dang bridge, Shadow? Go to the bridge. Find that Golden Gate Bridge. Cross it and you're like practically home. I don't know how long the Golden Gate Bridge is. It's probably pretty long. So yeah, they gotta make the long journey. They gotta find that Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> and of course Chance wants to stop for breakfast because he's starving. And Shadow's like, well, as soon as we, you know, keep moving, we can, sooner we'll get home and you can eat. And he's like, well, if we don't eat soon, I'm going to eat this cat. I got dibs on the cat. <laughs> oh, chance. Okay, so now we get the sight of the, the blood red van. And it's turning the corner. We see Chance and Shadow and Sassy. Sassy, of course, is the first to... Uh, insult this poodle she's like oh i hope you didn't pay money for that haircut and the poodle's like excuse moi and of course shadow ever the polite older gentleman is like good morning miss and she's like bonjour i'm sorry whatever i'm sorry i can't and, of course, Chance with the craziest insult. Nice buzz, cuz. You get in a fight with a lawnmower? And <laughs> she calls him a peasant. Peasant? Is she, um, channeling the spirit of Margot Kramer? From Punky Brewster? So, we got the big guy with the red hat that's on backwards. And he, of course, is into smoking cigars. He throws a lit cigar on the ground. This isn't the one that causes the fire later, but... 
he sees a dog clearly owned by somebody because it's got a leash attached to the collar. I guess the guy couldn't bring the dog into the store. He couldn't say, like, this is not even... They didn't have emotional support animals then. Or if they did, you didn't really hear about it. Um, but he's trying to be all nice and like, hi, little puppy. Who left you? The dog's leash is hooked to a fire hydrant just outside the door. And he's like, oh, look at you, pretty girl. And she's like, oh, and look at you, fat boy. What do you want? <laughs> she is like, I ain't going with you. Because the guy at one point grabs the dog. What? So they're grabbing any dog off the street, not just dogs that are wandering without a leash. Like, any dog that's just there. Guys getting a girl. So actually, I just now noticed that the guy was touching a sign on this. I'm not sure what type of store this is, but there's a sign with a dog. It looks like a lost dog sign. This says "Here, boy" on it. Oh, he must recognize that dog in that because the way he was touching it was like he's gonna rip that sign down. So clearly, he recognizes that dog. Like, well, I don't want anyone asking. Quite. Oh my gosh. He kind of like bends over and splits his pants. And she's like, you're so fat, you explode your own pants. Oh, it's a grocery store that the her owner's. And I feel bad because he's chasing the dog around this fire hydrant. The dog is freaked out, can't go anywhere because it's attached to this fire hydrant by its leash. She's trying to get away. And the guy, like, whose name is Jack, because you see the other guy who's driving the truck, just sitting there like, hey, Jack, there's, like, her owner's coming out. Luckily, the dog bites his thumb, and then the old man comes out with a bag of groceries, like, excuse me, can I have my dog, please? Like, and the guy's, like, asking, like, it's this older man, he's asking this big guy, like, can I please have my dog? And the guy, the, the guy Jack is all like, oh, how could you leave this beautiful dog just out here? Don't you know there are people out here that are just ready to nab a little dog like this? The fact that these guys are really stupid if they're pulling this garbage around during the daylight hours and there are people around. You're just trying to grab a dog in front of a grocery store. I mean, it's like a little corner store. But even still, and it's like you drive around a big red van. Anybody who's anybody could see this van. Hear dogs barking in this van would be raising a lot of red flags. I mean, if this were now, that's... Someone would have gotten his li their license plate and would have reported them. He gra he lets give the dog back to the old man, and then he ends up banging his head on Jack ends up banging his head on the uh, the side mirror. They floor it! Like, you idiots! You've already been spotted. These people are they're morons. And I put these people as dumb as the ones in Beethoven, the ones that were. Uh, Getting all the dogs. and so There's another dog napping movie. Or even Jasper and Horace from 101 Dalmatians. Or uh, Regina and Floyd from Beethoven Second. And of course the little poodle was nice enough to leave a parting gift. Basically she peed all over that man's white t-shirt. Which well deserved. Thank you. I don't know what the dog's name was but thank you she bit him too so there you go okay so yeah they're walking and chance is commenting on huge how huge the place is he'd never seen anything like it before and he's 
just saying, you know, Shadow insisted he knew where we were going, so I'm just, you know, following him. And I love how Sassy and Chance and Shadow, they're all just kind of sitting there, and then someone is painting their picture. And Chance is making a good point. It's like, why would I be in a hurry to get home so Jamie can keep ignoring me? <laughs> no. And I do see in the background, and I did look it up, because there's, like, this island with a building on it. I'm like, is that Alcatraz Island? And it says that Alcatraz Island is located in San Francisco Bay, 1.25 miles offshore from San Francisco, California. So, okay, yeah, interesting. See, I've seen, I've seen this movie many, many... I owned it on VHS as a kid. And, I mean, I haven't watched this movie in quite a while, years even, as an adult. So, I'm picking up on things... In this film, because, you know, for the podcast, I'm looking at it with a closer eye, and I'm seeing, things, like, that that poster about that lost dog, and how that guy was going to take that poster down. Because he'd probably already taken that dog, Well, we don't want people to be looking for this dog. And even, the you know, the Alcatraz film, like, wow, I, yeah, I'm picking up, I wonder what else I'm going to pick up that I never noticed before. So, they're going by some... Chinese food stand, well, with fish and stuff like that. And, of course, the stuff is out there in the open. So, of course, chances, I don't know what exactly he took. It looked like some white thing. And, of course, Sassy is all like, ooh, my favorite seafood or sushi. Because she's staring at these big, long fish that are swimming in a tank. Of course, the guy running that stand <laughs> has a broom in his hand. And you see Sassy, he's like, sure. Get out of here. And, of course, Sassy's like, I'm going. It didn't look fresh to me anyway, crabby. <laughs> of course, Sassy's still hungry. It's like, well, we're all hungry, Sassy. Of course, Chance is saying, you better get used to it, babe. Only the strong survive. Because she's like, I'll just starve. <laughs> and she's like, well, you're a goner then, Chance. <laughs> so, yeah, when she's like, I'll just starve or not, she spies a house that has a boy sitting on the steps with a kitten and a and some cat food. So yeah, she's like, where there's a cat, there's bound to be cat food. Oh, no, there's not cat food there. Sassy's saying, where there's a cat, there's cat food. And the kid is, oh, it's so adorable. This adorable white cat named Tiger, which usually you see a lot of tiger cats. It seems like they're always... Back in the day, they're always named like Tiger or something because of the stripes. Or um, white cats like named like Snowball or something like that. So, of course, Sassy saunters over to the kid and she's like, Oh, isn't my, I'm a nice kitty. Isn't my fur long and silky? <laughs> and the kid's petting her. She's like, get the mush, get the grub. And of course, Chance is like, oh, well, I bet I can do this. And Shadow's like, Chance, no, no, no. So as soon as Chance goes over there, the kid gets spooked. And he's, he gets up off the porch with the cat, like, protecting this little kitty from this dog. Like, mom, mom. And the mom opens the door. And of course... <laughs> Chance is like pretending to be a cat like I'm a pretty kitty too isn't my fur long and silky meow meow and the lady shuts the door in his face it's like Chance the, she was, the mother was not going to give Sassy any cat food come on now Chance like meow meow and Sassy like meow <laughs> and 
It's like, oh, man, I, Meow, I can't believe I said that. Oh, she must really hate cats. And Sasha's so like, yeah, Chance, only cats that look like you. <laughs> so Sassy's complaining about not getting food. And Shadow's like, look, we'll find food as we go. We need to keep moving. And Chance is like, yeah, keep moving, Sassy. See, Shadow, that's what I was trying to tell her. And, of course, Sassy's like, really? Who took half a year to paper train? And Chance is like, it's so funny, I forgot to bark. <laughs> I love the lines in this movie. I mean, I just think they're hilarious. So, this is a scene where they come upon uh, Pete and Ashcan. Ashcan, I'm not sure what type of dog he is, but I think Pete is like an English massive, Mastiff to some point. And of course, Sassy's like, why don't we just ask for directions? And... Chance is like, Sassy, look, we're guys, okay? We don't ask for directions. We don't need them. And we see, if you look, Shadow has stopped, but Chance keeps going. And we see that Sassy's just laying down. So I'm guessing that's how they have the animals just stay there for this interaction between uh, Ashcan and uh, Chance. So right away, Chance is insulting Ashcan, saying, hey, dude, no offense, but you need a bath. Well, these are straight dogs, so now we're seeing a different type of threat with animals that have never, you know, been in a home before. Well, I don't know their situation, but, you know, Chance is insulting him, and then, of course, Shadow trying to be like, hey, look, we're not from around here, like, and, of course, uh... Ashcan is like, oh, they're not from around here. And Sassy's like, oh, where are you from, Planet Stupid? <laughs> so, of course, uh, they want to make a quick meal of Sassy. And Chance is like, oh, hey, nobody messes with the cat but me. So you know what's going to go down. So, of course, Sassy runs and jumps up on a ledge that has a flower pot. And Ashcan goes out after her, and Shadow's like, do not lay upon her. And, of course, Ashcan says, what are you going to do about it, old-timer? Nothing. And so now they're going to get into a scuffle. Of course, Chance uses his wit with, hey, you know, with uh, Pete, he's like, you know there's a big, long, furry thing growing out of your butt? And, of course, Pete's an idiot. And of course, it's your tail, genius. And of course, Chance chomps down on his tail. So, yeah, I'm not sure what um, Pete is. He's not an English Mastiff. He's some other breed of some type of dog. Oh, okay, so Ashcan is a boxer, it looks like. So they are in luck because here comes Riley and his gang of dogs to break up this mess. Of course, Chance is on, as he says, decoy duty, because he takes off running thing. They think that, because Sassy's like, Shadow, they brought reinforcements. No, it turns out this, 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 uh, Riley's gang is the rescue squad. Like, they keep the streets, you know, taken care of. Chance runs off, and of course, luckily, Riley saves Shadow. And <laughs> I love, we meet Delilah. She's this beautiful dog. I don't even know what breed she is, but she is a gorgeous white dog. And she is saying, hey, you want to get spayed, Pete? 
<laughs> so we will meet everybody shortly as far as who is who in Riley's gang of dogs. And Riley, of course, is voiced by Sinbad. Which this would not be the first Disney movie that Sinbad has done. He did do... I think it was released in this year. It was, or uh, in this year, in 1996, First Kid. I remember that movie. Yeah, Sassy's still up there, and of course, this little puppy dog. It's all like, oh, I'll save you, lady. And he's jumping over Pete's back, this little dog. And of course, Sassy's looking at this pup like, what is that little pup doing? What's he doing? And of course, Bando, I think his name is, the, the the hound dog, the coot hound, is all like, oh, bombs away, and Sassy's like, oh, because that flower pot, like, oh, the old geranium to the cranium, and of course, lands right on the dog's head, like, <laughs> that hurt, like, duh, of course it hurt. Luckily, Riley's gang overpowers Pete and Ashcan, and they take off, thank goodness. Of course, they threaten with, we'll be back. Watch your back. The way that um, Riley was saying, I told you to stay off my turf. So it's like a turf war type of thing going on. Well, clearly, I mean, Ashcan and Pete are just trouble dogs that just are starting trouble wherever they go. These dogs are gorgeous. Especially Riley is such a beautiful dog. So beautiful. And even the dog will learn is Sled. She looks like a, like a, like a collie-ish mixed with a golden retriever type of thing going on. Of course, he's telling Shadow to watch his back. Like, uh, you better not be making threats. I'm going to come after you, uh, ash can, trash can, whatever. <laughs> so, of course, Riley is surprised. Like, hey, don't you know the streets aren't safe for no pets? Like, what are you doing here? And, of course, Shadow's like, well, we're, we're lost. And Sassy, of course, with her comebacks is all like, do you think we come here on purpose? <laughs> and, of course, I was like, well, excuse me. You can call me Riley. My name is Riley. You can call me Riley. And Riley's one like, wait a minute. Wasn't there another one of you pets here? And, of course, it's, oh, Chance, that's right. So, luckily, Riley has Delilah go find Chance. Like, if your dog's anywhere in the city, Delilah will be able to find him. So, we do see <laughs> this, uh, what is it, uh, Stokely? The one with the fleas that looks like the dog from the movie Zeus and Roxanne with the dog and the dolphin from 1997. <laughs> and, of course, we got the, the, the hound dog, Bando, who's in love with Delilah. Like, oh, where'd Delilah go? And <laughs> Sledge is all like, hey. Bando, relax, all right? She just wanted to go find their friend. And, of course, he's like, oh, well, she's my girlfriend. And Sledge is like, yeah, right, not in this lifetime. <laughs> so, of course, now Delilah is running after Chance. Chance thinks, like, oh, good, I, I out-dog them. <laughs> They're not behind me. Oh, here comes Delilah's zoom. And he's like, oh, man. So he starts running, and Delilah's chasing after him. <laughs> I love Chance's response, like, what did this dog eat for breakfast, jet fuel? <laughs> so Delilah finally catches up with Chance. Of course, he does a sneak attack where he's on, like, the back of this truck bed thing, and he jumps at her, and he's saying how his paws are leaving. Yeah, he calls himself the Chansonator, and he says how his paws are lethal weapons, and he's totally rabid. And, of course, she gets him... <laughs> 
<laughs> by the neck. And he's like, oh, no, 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 she's going to kill me. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I give up. And she's like, oh, really? Lethal weapons, huh? And he's like, you're a girl? Because she was, he was like calling her like, all right, pal. <laughs> so he was surprised, like, no, she's, she's a girl. And, of course, she, like, licks him on the neck or something like that. And it just, it just goes to show, like, chances, even at this age, even at, like, two years old or however old he is, he's still immature. He's, like, a big kid. Of course, now we get the reappearance of the Blood Red Man. And it almost feels like this movie is kind of got, like, several different storylines. I mean, we got Chance and Delilah. We got the animals trying to get home. We got the Seaver family, which will come in on occasion and just, you know, what's going on with them. They're trying to get back home to their pets and everything like that. We have the Blood Red Van going on and the whole dog napping story with that. So, yeah, many, many different storylines that we keep jumping to. So, of course, Riley and his gang, along with Shadow and Sassy, are looking for Chance. And, of course, one of the dogs is like, hey, I don't like this. It's too open here. We're too exposed. Even And even Riley's like, yeah, we can't spend our time looking for just one dog. And plus, Delilah probably already found him by now. And he's even saying, like, I don't like this. There are too many humans around because this is a pack of dogs that just, they don't interact with humans. As long as, yeah, if, if they don't have to, they prefer to avoid them. Which is understandable. And of course we get banned like, oh my gosh, what if she found it? What if she didn't? Now we go back to Chance and Delilah and she's introducing, she says, I'm Delilah Chance. And he's like, Delilah Chance? Your last name's the same as my first name. And she's like, oh, good thing you're cute. But of course, before we get to the whole name confusion thing, she tells, yeah, he's like, what's your game here? First you, like, chase me, then you try to kill me, then you try to kiss me. And she's like, well, I didn't try to kill you. And the only reason I'm chasing you is because your friends in the alley told me to. And he's like, okay, well, what are my friends' names? She says, Shadow and Sassy. And he's like, okay, good. What's the secret paw shaking? She's like, secret paw shake? They didn't show me. And he's like, ah, that's because there isn't one. <laughs> I guess this cracks me up the whole I'm Delilah Chance. <laughs> Delilah Chance, your last name's the same as my first name. She's oh, good thing you're cute. Okay, so now we're getting back to the Blood Red Van. So the Blood Red Van turns on the street that the animals are on, and they're freaking out. It's like, I knew we shouldn't have been out here. This is too risky. So they're all, you know, hiding under vehicles that are parked on the street. And luckily, the Blood Red Van just keeps going. So, of course, Shadow doesn't know what the Blood Red Van is. And Riley says it's a, that a vehicle that takes dogs away and they don't come back. Basically, the word on the street is they take you to a lab. And once you get, once you're in the Blood Red Van, you're not coming back. So, we don't uh, have anything to do with it. That's why they probably hide during the day. Because... Gosh, I mean, these people, it's just so dang oof, that they're doing this during the day. And, you know, there's all these people around and stuff, and no one's like, no one's realizing, like, hey, why is that unmarked red van, like, 
got a bunch of barking dogs. It's not like a mobile grooming station or anything like that. So Shadow asks Riley where the, this golden bridge is. He's like, do you know where that is? And Riley says, yeah, but we're not going there. Because the bridge means cars, and cars mean the man, and we don't like the man. And, of course, Shadow's like, well, Sassy, I guess we're going to have to find that bridge on our own. So, of course, Riley's like, why? To get back to your humans? Face it, they don't want to. And Shadow's like, you're wrong. They do want us. So, clearly, they realize Riley is not going to be able to help them out. So, still got to find out where Chance is, though. So... We go back to Delilah and Chance, and she's asking, you know, where are you from? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just from, you know, over the bridge. And she's like, well, that's weird, because your friend said that you were lost. And he's like, well, they may be lost, but I always know where I'm going. Hit runs right into a fire hydrant, and she's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just did that for a laugh. And he says, you know, I have uh, style and grace. <laughs> he says, I have humor, grace, and style. That's a qual- three qualities. You don't find it much many dogs and of course he jumps into like an open ditch and <laughs> she's like are you okay jeez like dude you need to watch where you're going man <laughs> oh my goodness he's like oh no i i meant to do that that it, i just want to make sure this was actually yes it is it is a hole i want to make sure so of course she's like hey chance shouldn't we be heading back he's like well, no, actually, would you mind showing me around town? I mean, you know, showing me the sights. And she's like, yeah, sure, I can play guide dog. So she tells him, I'll show you my favorite thing to do. So Delilah takes Chance to her favorite place in the world, the park. And they're on this little bridge. And we see this stream with, or pond with little ducks. He's like, this is what you wanted to show me? And she's like, yeah, isn't it great? He's like, well, yeah, but, I mean, I get this back home, you know? I mean, it's no dumpster behind McDonald's, but, I mean, pfft. He said, you know, this gets kind of dull after a while, because this, this is just interesting, because with Riley and the rest of the pets are all like, oh, I don't like being around humans, which, I mean, Delilah's like that in a way, but... She's still being around humans. She's in a place where humans gather a lot. So they continue to walk around the park. Delilah's like, Chance, be careful. Don't get too cute. It's close to those humans. You know, they're playing frisbee and everything. And he goes on to say, like, what's not to trust? You're talking about this species that invented the chili cheeseburger. And he's going on to say how great Jamie is and how he rescued me from the bad place and of course Delilah says Riley tells me that humans aren't to be trusted no matter how nice they seem so now we're gonna I believe we're going to get into the backstory on Riley and how he became who he is just a a human fearing dog so yeah, Riley was given as a Christmas gift to a boy as a puppy. You know, Riley had thought he had found a home with humans too. And the boy runs out like it's Christmas morning, he's so excited. And you see like the dog is just in this, you know, little wicker basket with a bow around its neck. And the puppy, it looks kind of like a chocolate lab. Nothing like what Riley looks like now. But even the dad's like, well, don't you want to play with the dog? Because yeah kid didn't want to hold Riley or pet him or play with him or anything. Just like, no, shaking his head, no. Like, 
I mean, this is a lot different than those videos of parents getting their kids puppies at Christmas and the kids are all like, and freaking the poor puppy out and everything. This kid is flat out ignoring this puppy. What's wrong with this child? There's something wrong with this child if he doesn't, if he's not excited about a puppy. And she explains how later on that day, they drove into the city and left Riley in a gutter on the coldest, rainiest day of the year. Yeah, he's in a cardboard box that's got a hole cut out for his face, and he's still wearing the bow, and you just see the car drive off. Like, what in the world? So even if the kid isn't interested, the parents don't want the dog either? See, this is a bunch of garbage. I can understand why you gotta jump through hoops when you adopt dogs nowadays, because this is what they don't want. I mean, I was reading about how, you know, everyone was getting a a pet during the pandemic when everyone was forced to stay home last year. And now animal shelters are being overwhelmed by people returning all of those pets because now they got some people are going back to work. I'm like, that's not how that's supposed to go. You don't just get a pet for a short amount of time and say, well, I'm done with you now. I got to go back to work and just give them back to the, the animal shelter. That's bogus. That's that in itself, to me, is animal abuse and animal cruelty. And you see those signs that say, you know, a puppy, a pet is for life. Think about it. Dogs live to be 12, 13 years of age. Cats can live up to, like, 18 to 20 years. And rabbits and guinea pigs can live up to, like, 8 years and 5 years. Think about that. By the time a child who's, like, 6 or 8 years old, by the time that they get out of high school... Their animal's gonna be up there in, in age and stuff, and you don't just desert the animal because they get old or because you're tired of it or because you have other responsibilities or interests. How many times would I see posts for dogs that they're giving away because, well, they're gonna have a kid or we're gonna move or this or that? Lame, stupid excuses. Like, an animal did not ask you to bring it into your home and everything, they didn't ask for that. The only thing they want is to be loved and be part of the family. And if you can't do that, if you're not, if then don't get an animal. If you don't have the next decade or more to, of your life to dedicate to the care and love of an animal that should be your best friend and your companion, then don't get one. Their animals are not for you to just have until you're tired of them. So she explains how Randy, Riley found other abandoned dogs and he made a home for them to protect them against humans. Chance can't understand. It's like they got rid of Riley just because the kid didn't want to play with him? And Chance is thinking, you know, Jamie's getting tired of playing with me. And she's like, "Uh uh-oh. And he's like, you don't think. And she says, I don't know. All I know is I don't trust humans. And he's like, well, what did your human do to you? And she says, nothing. I was born astray. And the way that she says, you know, I, and she walks away, she's saying, like, ah, I was born astray. She's never had an interaction with humans before. So Chance watches Delilah walk off, and he's just thinking to himself, you know, poor Delilah. She's never had a chance to experience what it's like to have a family and, you know, be able to trust humans and everything. And he, <laughs> like how Chance, like, grabs a frisbee, goes over to Delilah and tries to say something, but he can't come up with anything. So he just holds the frisbee over her head. 
because now it's raining. So we go back to the Seaver family. They are in a motel. And, of course, Bob is on the phone explaining about the lost bull, American Bulldog, Golden Retriever, and Himalayan Cat. And this is kind of similar to what we get, like, in the first movie when Kate, Laura's friend, is calling the park ranger and letting her know there's three domestic animals loose in the wilderness. And he's saying what threats there are. So now from this guy, who's you know, probably police officers just saying what threats there are to animals being loose in the city. So, of course, Bob is in the room with the kids. He's trying to, like, tone down his voice a little, you know, trying to, like, what are the odds of uh, finding these animals? And the guy's, like, realistically, one in ten? It's like, whoa, that low? And he says, you know, it's a big city out there. You got trucks and trains, cars and trolleys. So basically motor vehicles are very much a big threat. He also says there are animal science labs, other strays, and also you got your wackos. The guy says there are a million things that could do major harm to an animal in the city. And the guy finishes with saying, you know, lost animals in cities just don't mix. Like, nah, not, not really. Like I said, growing up, our dogs, we lived in the country, and our dogs were free to roam. We didn't put an invisible fence or anything around. They're always, you know, either at our house or there at our grandparents' place at the farm, which was just across the field from us. So, But that's not to say that the road in front of our house wasn't dangerous. I mean, there are cars that would, like, literally be going, because there's no posted speed limit in the country and you'd have cars going over the hill in front of our house at like 50 60 miles an hour so bob tells them like nothing yet nothing's been reported they haven't been found yet but he's hopeful <laughs> no he's not <laughs> it's like he's not gonna tell them that oh by the way he said it's like one in ten that will find them <laughs> and that's being realistic so they gotta catch their plane. Of course, it's raining cats and dogs outside. <laughs> cats and dogs. And Jamie sees a boy in a raincoat in the hotel parking lot playing fetch with a dog, which I think you got traffic coming and going in a hotel. You're not playing fetch in a parking lot with a dog. But this is something that is starting to melt Jamie's cold heart. <laughs> and he's starting to realize how much, you know, he's starting to miss chance. Like, well, good for him. Miss your dog. Want your dog. Just don't ignore him. And the fact that it took this for him to realize, hey, we'll get that later. We'll get that later where he's calling him, Jamie's calling himself a jerk for the way he treated Chance. Like, well, at least he's feeling guilt. So since Delilah took Chance to the park, showed him her favorite place, now Chance is going to play tourist and show Delilah... I'm guessing it's like a, a boardwalk with a bunch of different, like, food vendors and everything. Because he's talking about how great, you know, humans mean they invented, you know, pizza and corn dogs and snow cones and this and that. And the thing is, she, she of course, is a little hesitant because she's like, no, Chance, there's too many humans here. And he's like, yeah, so. And she's going, you know, basically, Riley's word is law in you know, his gang and his group and everything. And, of course, 
Chance doesn't want to hear it. It's like, oh, Riley Smiley, look, today you're with Chance, all right? Let's go. Chance gives her tips and basically begging. Like, you got, that's the first thing you got to learn if we're going to get you around, you know, people and taking their food. <laughs> and he says, it's all in the eyes. Like, look cute, but also look sad as possible. I love how Chance is like, all right, people, out of the way, dog on a date here. And, of course, he's excited because we see a little toddler holding half a hot dog in one hand and a half a bun in the other. And Chance is about to take the kid's foot. Like, and even Delilah's like, you can't take it from that kid. He's just a pop. And Chance is like, yeah, you know, you're right. Hey, kid, enjoy your lunch. <laughs> lunch, it's your lucky day. Oh, come on, Chance. You're really going to take that from a child? <laughs> Chance introduces her like, hey, Delilah, check this out. And we see a bunch of seals. And there's this myth, apparently, that Chance believes. Like, oh, I've heard about this. This is what happens if you stay in the water too long. All your fur comes off. That's why if anyone tries to give you a bath, you should put up a fight. And she's like, uh, thanks. I'll remember that. <laughs> remember that tower in Full House? The one where in, um... Common's Excellent Adventure, which I will cover in fe next February for the Golden Retriever Day. But he and the colleague dog are in that tower. I'm like, I just see this tower in this movie. I'm like, oh, there we go. Full House Connection. Granted, this whole movie is a Full House Connection with it being set in San Francisco. <laughs> so, Chance and Delilah are sitting up on this concrete barrier and they're just looking out at you know the cityscape with the buildings and everything that view alone just makes it look like gosh the streets got to be so tiny and you know tight <laughs> but anyway I mean it's, it's a gorgeous gorgeous view and she's like all right well what do you think chance and he's like I think this is the best like the greatest day of my life and she's like, well, aren't you glad I caught you? He's like, oh, get out of here. I let you catch me. <laughs> it's so cute. I just, I love their little banter back and forth. It's just, it's adorable. All right, we got the blood red van again. And we got an older lady who is walking what looks like a, a, is it a Samoid? I always called it a Samoid. Is it Samoid? The white poofy dog that kind of looks like a husky but isn't? Um, <laughs> and she's walking past the blood red van. All these dogs are barking. I don't even think she even looks in that direction, which, what exactly is she going to do? Why do you have those dogs in your van? What's wrong with them? Doesn't say anything. <laughs> so, yeah, and, um, Jack is still wearing that pea-stained white shirt that put a left on his t-shirt. <laughs> and they're just... I can't even remember what the driver with the mustache. I don't know how that guy roped into it. He looks kind of innocent. I don't know how he got roped into it. Like, because the character of Jack just seems, he's very bossy. He's angry all the time. He's shouting at the dogs. And Jack even says, well, I'd kill these dogs if they weren't worth so much. Like, you know, there are other honest, decent ways to earn money that isn't hurting animals and their owners. I'm sure all those animals probably belong to somebody, most likely. 
Ralph. Okay, the guy with the mustache, his name is Ralph. And here's where the fire in that house with the boy with the kitten is going to start because Jack just threw a lit cigar into the grass right nearby. It's like some dry, yellowed grass. So we catch up with Sassy and Shadow, and they're, you know, walking the streets in the city. And then, of course, we got to catch up with Ash, Can, and Pete, which I could care less about them. They're in some mini little junkyard, and one of them finds a bone, and then it's like, oh, those two pets from the alley are walking by, and they're saying, well, we're going to jump them. And, of course, the boxer... Ashcan gets on Pete's back, and it's just a whole dumb dumb situation. Oh my gosh, they're so both of them are so stupid, and I really hate wasting screen time on them. So they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna jump them. You're gonna jump them. No, you're gonna jump them." So who's jumping them? Okay, so we hear sirens, and right away we do see that that house is on fire. This house is fully inflamed, engulfed with flames. Oh my gosh. And it turns out the boy who had the kitten, Tucker, is still inside the house. And the mom is just screaming for her son. Oh, I'm starting to get worked up. Um, and Shadow's like, Sassy, the boy is still inside. And she's like, oh, Shadow, that's terrible. So Shadow takes it upon himself to go into that burning building and pull the boy out. Of course, the house was completely filled with smoke, and he's, you know, trying to, and he finally does find the boy who was holding the, wait, is he holding the kitten? Oh, no, that's right! He couldn't find Tiger, because the kitten is so small, I'm sure he probably tried to find a place to hide or something, and that's why the boy couldn't, or wouldn't leave, because he wanted to save his kitten. So, and of course, this reminds me of the situation with the little girl that was lost in the in the woods and everything, and Shadow stayed with her until, and then he went and, you know, found her parents and the, the rescue people. So, of course, because he's a little nervous, he hasn't seen Shadow before, and I don't know, maybe after the encounter with Chance, he is nervous around dogs, I don't know. But, of course, Shadow lets the boy know, Tucker, I'm your friend, follow me. And he leads Tucker out of the house. So actually what happens is Shadow doesn't go through. He ain't going to go through the front door. No, he goes into the basement. There is a window that is unlocked that he's able to, you know, get into and try to find the boy. Granted, Riley and his gang are all kind of watching everything go down. And Sledge, who's like the poofy collie-ish golden retriever mix. So like, look at Shadow. He just went in there into that burning building. Into what? Save a kid? So yeah, Riley's game, like I said, they they don't like humans. They can't believe that Shadow will go inside a burning building, risk his life to even save a human being, regardless of it whether it's a child or not. They just don't get it. Yeah, and now we go inside the house because Sassy goes in and she's like <laughs> Shadow! Because <laughs> there's smoke just all over the place. Can you imagine you're breathing this in? I mean, animals are going to be closer to the ground than, than humans are. But luckily, yeah, Shadow does find Tucker and, you know, licks his hand and says, Tucker, Tucker, I'm your friend. Follow me. And he, le he grabs Tucker by the his shirt sleeve and 
guides him out of the house. And of course, Sassy came in because she's looking for the kitten. It's got to be somewhere. Not to mention, I mean, the house has just fallen apart in these flames. And Shadow has no idea that Sassy's still in the house. It's like, oh my gosh. And of course, before Shadow learns that Sassy is still inside the house, Riley calls Shadow over there. And Sledge is like, you're the dog. You're the dog. <laughs> kind of like, you're the man. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah, they're all congratulating him. And of course, Riley, with his hatred of humans as Arena and Shadow's parade, saying, Huh, you're brave, huh? You think a human would have done that for you? And Shadow says, My boy Peter would have, in a heartbeat. And uh, I think Stokely's the one that mentions, you know, your cat friend's still inside. I hope she's okay. And Shadow's like, Sassy's inside? She's, oh my. So here comes Sassy with the little mewing kitten. Mew, mew. And she's like, somebody get this pip, little pipsqueak out of my mouth. I have singed and I smell like an ashtray. Well, and of course, movie magic because none of them, not well, we don't know about the boy or the kitten, but um, Sassy and Shadow, they don't appear to have anything wrong with, you know, they're in a smoke-filled house. Neither of them have any... Issues with their lungs later on due to inhaling that smoke. I mean, that's a, I mean, can kill a human. You know it can kill an animal. You're not supposed to be breathing all that in. So, Tucker goes over and is like, oh, thanks, kitty. And he pulls Tiger away. And, of course, Sassy's like, what, that's it? No tuna, no catnip, no milk? When I remember in the theater, you know, before subtitles, I thought she said, no tuna, no, no melt, like no tuna melt. And it's like, no, no tuna, no milk, no catnip. And Sassy's laying there as Tucker pets her, like, oh, thank you, kitty. You saved my cat, my kitten. And of course, Shadow's like, Sassy, you amaze me. And she's like, hey, I'm a cat. And Tucker goes over to Shadow and says, and you saved my life. Mm, sorry, no, he didn't say it like that. I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up. And I love how Shadow looks up at Tucker and says, A dog is a boy's best friend, Tucker. So Shadow's like, All right, Sassy, it's time to go. And Tucker calls up, Where are you going? And Tucker's father's like, Maybe they're going home, son. And I thought that's the first time we saw the mom when she closed the door on Chance and Sassy. It looks like she's pregnant. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope that she got out in time. I mean, she clearly is out, but it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, you can imagine that smoke inhalation and everything on your lungs is just like, she look, yeah, she looks like she's definitely pregnant. So Riley's game decides to head back to their uh, hideout, their lair, their wherever you want to call their home. And it's like, hey, you guys, Riley's like, you guys are welcome to join us if you want. And Sassy's like, really? A couple pets? Are you sure? And Riley's like, well, in your case, we can make an exception. <laughs> so Riley is getting us to live in the broken down warehouse district or something by the, uh, the waterfront. And... Sassy's like, well, why won't he help us find that bridge? And Shadow tells Sassy's like, well, we can't leave until we find Chance. And she, Sassy's like, well, why not? And Shadow looks at her and is like, Sassy, come on. 
You know you miss him. Alright, I guess so. <laughs> so, of course, this is a cute scene with Chance and Delilah just resting after their adventure, their day out. And Riley sees them together. He's like, what in the world? And, of course, Sledge is like, oh, Chance and Delilah sniffing at a tree. K-I-S-S-G. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, and Shadow and Sassy are irritated. Sassy's like, I'm going to use his nose as a scratch post. And Shadow's like, what? We've been looking all over for you. He's like, well, here I am. It's like, he hasn't been there all day. My goodness. And of course, Shadow and Riley both had their reservations why Chance and Delilah shouldn't be together. Riley's like, look, he's a pet. We shouldn't mix with them. And Shadow's like, Chance is immature. He's just, you gotta watch him all the time to keep him out of trouble. It's a full-time job. Believe me, I know. It's almost like coming, saying they come from two different worlds. Chance is a suburban house dog. Or a pet. And Delilah's astray from the city. So here we get Bando. He can't believe it. Like, oh wait, Delilah, I thought you and I were. And Chance looks at him like, who are you? And Bando's like, well, I, I was going to be, I mean, I thought we were. And Delilah looked at Bando and was like, Bando, I told you, we're just friends. And Bando cannot take no for an answer. And even Chance is like, what? Catch a clue, Opie. And... <laughs> Yeah, Bando gets into it with Chance. He's like, you old homewrecker. And Riley has to step in and like, hey, Bando, you need to chill. So yeah, Riley starts and like, what is up with this Delilah? Look, the dude's a pet. And Chance was like, hey, what's that supposed to mean? So Delilah's like, come on, Chance, let's go. I, I knew they wouldn't get it. I knew they wouldn't understand. And of course, before we get outside, Riley looks at Shadow's like, Shadow, we got us a problem. And all Shadow says is, yep. So Delilah's like, I can't believe he called you a pet. And Chance is like, yeah, but I am a pet. And she's like, yeah, but you're more than that. And she's saying about how Chance is just such a natural being in the city. I'm thinking, well, he was on the streets for a bit. But, and then she's saying how, you know, we had a fun time today. We can have fun tomorrow. He's like, yeah, tomorrow's wide open for me. And it's almost like she's getting him, you know, to convincing him to stay with her in the city instead of going back home. And he's all for it. But then he's like, well, what about Jamie? And she's like, well, what about him? And he's like, well, if I stay here, what's going to happen to him? And she tells him, well, you said that he doesn't have time for you. He basically ignores you. And, of course, Chance is like, yeah, I know, but I'd still miss him. And she tells him, Chance, you know, I can't tell you what to do. You know, if you want to stay, stay. If you want, if you, you got to go back home, then go back home. And she tells him, you know, I haven't felt like this before. As far as about, I guess, another dog or just finding someone she connects with. All right, we got to go back to the Seaver family, see what they're up to. I think they're at the airport just waiting for, I guess, maybe, maybe their flight's been delayed because it's raining. I, I that's a thing, so. Bob's at the payphone probably calling, trying to find out if the pets have been brought into the animal shelter, any of that stuff. Like, what's going on? Yep, as he's walking back from the payphones to the family, we do hear on the overhead... 
announcement that due to the weather conditions, all flights incoming and departing have been delayed indefinitely. So this is weird coming from Jamie. He's like, all right, Mom, let's say I was worried about Chance. Do you think I'd ever see him again? Why would you say it like that? Well, let's say, like, is it not cool to miss your pet or something? I get it. He's like eight or nine years old. Give me a, but give me a break. Who says it? Like, let's say I'm worried about his well-being and if he's dead or alive. And he's like, do you think they'll make it home again? Or do you think I'll ever see him again? And she's like, well, they made it home once. I'm sure they'll make it home again. That is just really weird how Jamie words it like that. Jamie finally apologizes. I'm sorry for having been such a big jerk lately. Thank you. Now you can apologize to Chance when you see him again. Oh, this kid is infuriating me, but it seems like he's starting to come around for me, which is good. He's showing some remorse. She's, t- you know, tells him to go to sleep. Don't worry, we'll be home soon. I mean, may as well sleep. I, mean, I don't know how long their delay is, but have you ever tried to sleep in a chair? Granted, this is 96. I don't think travel pillows, the ones, you know, the neck pillows, the ones that go around your neck that are so nice and comfy, I don't think those would, well, if they did exist, I don't know about it. But, um, yeah, have you ever tried to sleep in a chair? Or, uh, uncomfortable. We get a weird joke from Sassy and um, Stokely, the one with the foot. Oh, my God. She's laying next to the dog with the fleas. And she, I need a bath. I need a facial. I need uh, a dog. And she jumps up onto this um, shelf. And she's like, oh, you're the ugliest dog I've ever seen. Or the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And he looks at her and he's like, that's not what you said last night to us. Ew! Gross! I want to know what that implies. <laughs> so, of course, Chance and Delilah are hanging out outside the warehouse. And Chance is like, oh, look at that big round donut. It's a tire. He's like, oh, no, it's not a donut. It's a rubber throne. But it looks like a donut. He's like, I'm the donut king. And of course, Sledge is looking at him like, okay, this dude is, uh, he's totally whacked. (laughs) What's his deal? He's cute, but he's weird. So Chance is talking about all different types of donuts, and it's making me hungry for donuts. I mean, cinnamon crawlers and glazed and this and that. And it's like, oh, my God, jelly donuts. Oh, my gosh, jelly donuts. So good. I am so hungry for a donut right now. So, of course, Riley is impressed by what Shadow did at the fire, you know, saving the boy. And it's like, if humans mean that much to you, I will show you the way to the Golden Gate Bridge. So, Shadow's like, that's great. Now I just gotta convince Chance to come with us. So, Shadow talks to Delilah and tells her that Chance is not like her. He's not like any of the other city dogs. And how everything is just a game to Chance. And Chance is proving that by going through a thing of garbage. And he's like, oh, I was wrong. This isn't a donut. This tire is a giant chew toy. And it's just like, ugh. And Shadow is correct. He does say, you know, Chance wouldn't make it out here. And Shadow even says, you have to let him go. He's not like you. 
And Delilah's saying, how, well, I, I can take care of him. And, yeah, Shadow tells her, well, no, this is a dangerous place. You won't always be able to be there for him. And Delilah gets irritated. She's like, you're starting to sound like Riley, all right? I said I can take care of him. And Shadow's like, all right, well, all right. I mean, I hope you're right for his sake. Because clearly nothing Shadow says is going to change Delilah's mind. But eventually she's going to see that, yeah, the city is too much for Chance. He is going to always have to have someone watching him. Because, like Shadow said, everything's a game to him. He doesn't take things seriously. He's very, very immature. I mean, Chance is like an overgrown puppy still. So, of course, well, they're hanging out outside they see the blood red man it's like we gotta go we gotta get out of here and delilah's like chance run he does he's too busy playing with the trash to even see the blood red man and of course jack and ralph like zero in on him very quickly so of course as delilah's running along with the other dogs that were outside they're running back inside to the sh- you know, shelter and safety. She thinks Chance is behind her, and she realizes he's not. Like, oh, is Chance up here with you guys? See, already you're proving, like, you can't look out for him. I mean, Chance is always going to need a babysitter around. And Jack and Ralph immediately come up on Chance, and Chance is so distracted by whatever's in this garbage. And you know, (laughs) Jack has got this cheeseburger that he's going to lure Chance in and of course he does and um I believe Ralph is the one that gets the um the lead rope or whatever around Chance's neck and they get him into the back of the van and of course all the animals are watching this happen like Chance run Chance get out of there and Chance is just uh No, he's too entranced by that cheeseburger. So, of course, Riley and his gang, along with Shadow and Sassy, decide, like, hey, they got chance. We're going to have to try to cut off the the (laughs) red van from getting out of the area. So, they're basically a blockade. There's seven dogs all spread out in a line. And, of course, Jack and Ralph see this and, like, what's going on here? Because poor Chance is in the back of the, with the other dogs. And the fact that these other dogs are in there when they had the doors open to get Chance in there weren't trying to escape. It's like, I feel bad for all the dogs. So Jack's like, oh, just run them over. Because Ralph's like, it looks like they're trying to stop us. And Ralph is the one that's like, Jack, that's like $100 worth of dogs. Seven dogs is worth $100 to wherever the the lab places that they take these dogs? Really? I get it was 1996, but even... So, and they all, the dogs, they stand their ground like, no, stay. Like, well, it's not stopping. Like, no, it's not stopping. And unfortunately, Delilah gets a hurt paw, or injured foot because of it. Because the tire hits her foot. And of course, that makes Bando angry, and he, like... Because there's no doors on, there's no driver passenger door on this truck. It's just completely open. Yeah, so Bando 
angry after the the fact that Delilah's been injured by the blood red vamp. Well, just her her foot, but even still, um, he <laughs> jumps through the opening in the doorways of the van and is able to get the guys like to get out in the open. Now all the dogs surround them, like, hey, show them your teeth. They hate that. And they start attacking them. <laughs> Running them down on both uh, Jack and um, Ralph. And I just, I feel bad for Ralph because it feels like, I don't know how he got into this type of job, but he just seems like he's constantly being coerced or pulled into, like, Jack is always, like, telling him, like, no, you gotta run him down, you gotta, blah, 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 blah. like, Ralph, you need to think for yourself, you need to get an honest job, and you need to get as far away from this Jack character as humanly possible, but, no, the dogs take the guys down, like, <laughs> and they're more than happy to do so, it's like, yeah, the guys deserve it, it's like, and Sassy does rescue Chance, but of course she doesn't open the back of the Blood Red Van door until he says, Cats rule. Yeah, she's like, say it first. He's like, oh, really? All right, Cats rule. She's like, I can't hear you. Cats rule. Oh my gosh. So of course she opens it and out comes Chance and the other dogs that have been dognapped. So, yep. Jack and Ralph are, are gone. They're hanging on a chain link fence somewhere, trying to get away from the dogs. And of course, Bando takes it upon himself to get rid of the blood red van once and for all, puts it in reverse, and it just goes over the pier and into the water and just sinks. <laughs> and Riley congratulates them all on, like, we did good today. So, of course... Bando asked Delilah how her paw is since she got to run over. And she's like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Chance, of course, had no idea that Delilah was injured. Like, oh, what happened to your paw? And Bando's like, hey, you shut your mouth, Chance. You almost got us all killed. Like, why don't you beat it? Why don't you just go home? And Delilah realizes she kind of has to drive Chance away. Because he is not safe in the city. And, you know, he, he does. He he and Shadow and Sassy need to get home. So, and the only way for Chance to leave is for her to kind of turn on him and work her charms on Bando. Which is, he is more than happy to accept her affection. And, yes, she breaks Chance's heart. And realizes there's nothing there in the city for him. So, it's like, alright, well... I guess there's nothing here for me, so I guess I'll go. And he, he, he feels so sad. And I, I know, you know, he thought like Delilah was the one they were connected. They had a great day together and fell in love. And it's just like now she's interested in Bando. So yeah, she even agrees with Bando. Like you don't belong here, Chance. You don't belong in the city. Let's face it. You know, it was fun while it lasted, but you're a pet. <laughs> So, yeah, it looks like it worked a little too well, because now Chance is turning his back on not just Delilah, but he's turning his back on Shadow and Sassy. He says, you know, I don't need you, I don't need Sassy, and I don't need her. I don't need anybody. And he just leaves. You know, Dog's heart's been broken. And, you know, Delilah does feel bad about this, and Shadow's like, look, you did the right thing. You had to let him go. And she's like, then why do I feel so bad? 
because you love him and you had to turn him away for his own good. So we see Chance walking the streets by himself and he's like, I heard love hurts, but this is, feels like getting a bath, missing dinner, and going to the vet all rolled into one. So it's dark. Riley says, look, I had the whole gang out looking for Chance. He's just, he's not around, but... If you want to go to the bridge, we have to go right now. I mean, it's dark. There's not going to be a lot of traffic around. Maybe it's like early morning, like like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or whatever, before it starts getting really, really busy. And, yeah. Sassy's like, Shadow, we can't just keep staying here. We have to go home. You know, think about Hope and think about Peter, you know. Yeah, they got to. They got to get back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so they do find the bridge and Riley's like, well, because the vi- the bridge is in view. And he's like, well, look, if you can't find the bridge from here, you're in more trouble than I thought. And of course, <laughs> Sassy's like, hey, if you're ever in the neighborhood, drop by, but uh, call first. <laughs> and she runs off and Riley's like, yeah, she's pretty fine for a feline. And she's like, Sassy's like, oh, you know it. <laughs> Uh, and, and Riley even asks, like, before Sassy leaves, like, oh, are you, you mean you're not going to visit the city every weekend? And Shadow's like, uh, I've had enough city to last me a lifetime. <laughs> I don't think so. So Shadow starts to head on, and Riley calls him up, like, hey, house pet, look, I think I'll take into consideration what you said about humans. Shadow's like, well, you're all right, Riley. And he leaves. All right, time to go to the bridge. So Sassy is singing about, like, home, home on the range, but it's uh, her own modified cat version. And, of course, Shadow stops by a fence that says private property, no trespassing. And Sassy's like, Shadow, what's the holdup? What's going on? And he says, you know, I just, I can't leave without chance. Home won't be the same without him. I mean, that's true. Chance does make their life interesting. And Shadow tells Sassy, look, we can't cross the bridge without him. We need to go back. And she, oh, we were so close. And of course, now they're getting ambushed by Ashcan and Pete. Ugh, these two. Oh, I can't stand these two. They're annoying. I wish they weren't even in the movie. They serve no real purpose other than to be a distraction or an obstacle in their way. So <laughs> Shadow and Ashcan go at it. They start fighting. And <laughs> of course, Sassy's like, uh, smart cat versus dumb dog round, round two. And Pete's like, oh, but this time you can't drop something on my head. And she just starts scratching at the bait, uh, just above his tail. <laughs> So, and Pete's all like, oh, uh, I've seen Ashcan kill a dog by stepping on his tail and this and that, like your friend's a goner. And poor Sassy's like, oh no, oh no. Who comes to the rescue? It's Chance with this. It's a thing of beauty when Chance is on duty. And oh my goodness, just like with the seesaw in the first movie and how they did that again with the mountain lion, the whole thing with Sassy being in that little uh, round tunnel thing in the backyard, Chance is going to recreate that with one of those uh, plastic round tunnel things, and Ashcan and Pete, 
get inside it and she just pushes it off something. <laughs> so, yep, there we go. We got rid of Ash Can and Pete. Thank goodness. Ugh. Oh, but of course, actually, this is a construction site because there's like a bulldozer, there's all this equipment. And he goes, Chance leads them up the stairs into this long tunnel thing. And Chance is like, okay, what well, has eight legs and no brains and screams like a baby? And they're like, uh, I don't know what. And like, you guys, as he pushes the thing Because, yeah, he takes them up this set of stairs. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And the way that this thing is meant to roll, it's like, it's got like two two by fours that are set. So when the round, I don't even know what they are. These round things, tunnels, not tunnels, but I don't know. But anyway, they go down this platform and then Pete and Ash can are all, oh! <laughs> but Chance comes over to Shadow and Sassy's like, hey, you miss me? And of course, Shadow's like, well, I can't speak for Sassy. And Sassy's like, of course we miss you. You saved our life. Chance did. He came to their rescue. <laughs> so he says, I'm sure I'll regret th saying this, but thank you. And what took you so long? And of course, Chance is like, look, I've been <laughs> trailing you since you left Riley's. And Shadow's like, oh, I knew we could count on you. Yes, this trio is a family through and through. So, yeah, they're like, all right, let's go home. And Chance is like, yeah, if I still have a home to go back to. And Sassy's like, where are you kidding? Your home's with us. And, of course, Shadow says, yeah, and Jamie's probably worried sick about you. And Chance is like, yeah, or sick of me. Oh, poor guy. So Riley gets back and, of course, sees Delilah just looking sad and forlorn. And she feels terrible about the things she said to Chance. And Riley says, look, you're a street dog, and he's not. It just it never would have worked out. And she just feels horrible. So now, of course, we get to see the Golden Gate Bridge with Shadow and Chance and Sassy just walking along the edge where it's safe. It's probably like the bike trail or something like that along, along the bridge. So now, of course, we cut to the Seaver family. They are... In San Francisco, they're driving home. Jamie, of course, is like, Dad, hurry, hurry! And he's like, kids, I want the animals to be home as much as you do, but they might not be. And Hope's like, Dad, they made it. I just know they did. So now we come back to the animals, and Shadow's all like, hey, I know I've said this before, and Sassy's like, I know, home is just over this hill. <laughs> and she, Sassy's like, oh, I may never, I can't wait to get home. I may never leave my bed. <laughs> so Shadow and Sassy start heading up the hill. And Chan stops in the road. And he's looking back at San Francisco. And he's quietly singing to himself, I left my heart in San Francisco. And, of course, we see Shadow and Sassy like, all right. I can get us definitely get us home from here. And Sassy's like, yeah, but I don't think one of us is ready to go yet. Yeah, poor pup's heartbroken. So, of course, Sassy's like, come on, Chance. You don't want to miss dinner. And she says to Shadow, like, that's weird. I mentioned dinner. He, he doesn't even move. It's like, yeah, he needs to get out of the road. And Chance is just looking at, at you know, that view of San Francisco. And it's like, well, Delilah, I guess this is really... Goodbye. And then we cut to Sassy and Shadow, and Sassy's like, 
Do you think he'll be all right? And Shadow's like, yeah, in time he will be. So, of course, we see a large semi-truck, and then, of course, we see the Seaver family are right behind the semi-truck. And Jamie's like, hurry, Dad, hurry! Apparently, Bob thinks he can pass a car on a double yellow line. You can't do that, because he's getting ready to think he's going to pass the semi. He's like, another car is coming from the opposite direction. I'm like, dude, we don't need you getting into an accident. So, of course... Shadow's like, Sassy, do you hear a truck? And she's like, no, Shadow, I see a truck. And Shadow's like, Chance, get out of the road. They're like yelling at Chance. And then you see the semi-driver see Chance and slam on his brakes. Granted, it's been raining. The road is going to be slick. So the semi-driver slams on its brakes. Its trailer goes sideways, kind of fishtails. And, of course, the Seaver family, who is right behind it, also end up kind of fishtailing a little, like, skidding out of control you don't do that on wet roads people how many times you gotta learn so and bob and laura lee are you kids all right and you're like yeah yeah we're fine and hope's like dad what happened and of course bob's like well i don't know maybe there's an accident i'm gonna go check with the driver of the semi and see what's going on so peter looks out the side door and Shadow? And we see Shadow and Sassy coming down the side of the hill. So, yeah, it's like, I see Shadow and I see Sassy. And both Hope and Peter rush out. And Laura's like, oh, oh, they made it. And, of course, just like the first movie where Chance and Sassy make it. And then you're like, well, where is Chance? Because Jamie jumps out and he starts calling for Chance. So, yeah, Laura and, you know, Peter and Hope, you know, are all like, oh, Shadow Sassy! And it's just a sweet reunion. And you just hear Jamie calling for Chance. And Bob finally goes over to the driver's like, it's everything all right? And then the driver's like, yeah, but there's this dang dog in the middle of the road. And it's like, oh, shoot. And the guy is saying, you know, I try to stop, but these rakes just don't stop. Like, they don't stop on a dime. And you just see Bob's face like, oh, God. I gotta tell Jamie that Chance could be dead. Because even Sassy's like, Shadow, did he make it? It's like, I don't know. So Laura is also calling for Chance, and Bob goes over like, Honey, why don't you go talk to the driver, okay? Chance, I don't, he might be dead, I don't know. And yeah, Bob goes over to Jamie, and, and now I'm starting to get teared up. He's like, Dad, where's Chance? Where's my dog? And Bob tries to explain, you know, the reason that the driver hit his brakes so fast is because there's a dog. And Jamie is like, no, no, no. Like, where is he? Where's Chance? And he's looking under the front of the truck. And, of course, there's Chance. He's got his paws above his head. And he's just like, oh, Chance. Chance just came out like, Jamie, Jamie, is that you? And it's like, oh, so sweet.
seeing this movie in the theater and being scared like oh my god cats die first you know delilah like lets him go like sorry you can't you know be with each other anymore and i'm like oh my god he's dead no he's not thank goodness he's not dead but i was just that fear that scared like oh my gosh no why would disney do that they didn't but it's just it was a happy reunion it's like oh thank goodness thank goodness and i just i love jamie finally like saying i love you chance i love you chance i'm sorry i was so mean to you and just oh it's just a happy happy reunion so Looks like the family's having a, like a little barbecue before they go to Jamie's. Are they? No, maybe not having a barbecue. Cause yeah, they order pizza, and he's all ready to go to his game. So, so yeah, everyone's back home now, and Chance is just—he is sad, he is depressed, and Jamie's like, "Come on, Chance, let's go." And of course, Chance is like, "No, kid, you go on without me." And of course, Jamie's like. What's wrong with you, boy? And Chance was a kid. It's called heartbreak. Oh, poor guy. I mean, Chance might be physically there, but emotionally, I mean, his heart is still in San Francisco with Delilah. So even Sassy's like, you know, I hate to say this, but I kind of miss the old Chance. And Jamie's like, Dad, there's something wrong with Chance. I mean, I think he's sick or something. And Jamie's like, like, bullying at Chance's eyes, like, trying to look at his eyes, like, you all right? And Bob just like, well, he's tired, son. He'll be fine when he's all, you know, rested up. I mean, he had a long journey. So, of course, Peter plays Frisbee with Shadow, and Sassy tries to get on the table where the food is. Oh, no, wait. They're getting pizza. There's no food. And, of course, Hope has to pick Sassy off the table, and Sassy's like, well, I guess the honeymoon's over, huh? <laughs> so, of course, we hear a dog barking in the distance, and Chance is like, wait a minute. I know that bark. They... <laughs> goes out onto the lawn to inspect like what is that i know that bark and then he just he isn't seeing anything it's like okay chance stop your mind's playing tricks on you he's just you know trying to tell himself like it'll be fine after some time you'll forget all about delilah and she shows up ah! <laughs> oh they're having lunch okay so that's what the pizza's for because they got a ball jamie's ball game to get to and of course chance is just laying on the lawn feeling depressed you know this is before delilah shows up and bob's like hey jamie why don't we just give chance some time by himself delilah appears and he's like delilah and she's like oh chance i've missed you and it's like oh and he's just so happy she was like, Delilah, how'd you find me? And Delilah says, oh, I followed my nose, Chance, and my heart. Aww. Oh, this is so sweet. You know, she apologizes. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, you are? And then she says, Chance, you're my man. And she runs to him, and he runs to her. And it's just such a sweet reunion. Of course, the family's like, well, who is this other dog? Does Chance, Chance must know her, maybe. Oh, yeah, they're like, hey, maybe, Ch I think Chance made a friend while he was away. Uh, clearly. 
So, yeah, Bob's like, hey, it's okay. I think he knows her. I was like, yeah, he knows her. And, of course, Sassy's like, I wonder how long she'll stick around this time. And Shadow says, Sassy, she must love him. She came all this way. And Delilah's like, oh, your home is beautiful. It's more beautiful than the park. And it just, oh, they love each other. And, of course, Chance realizes, like, everyone's, like, watching him. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have a family. Ah. Oh, Bob says, oh, it looks like Chance found himself a girlfriend while we while we were away. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie just looks at Chance, and it's like he's so happy that Chance is safe. Like, ah, oh, Dad, he's happy again. Like, yeah, his broken heart has been mended. And as much as Chance has talked about Jamie, Delilah sees him like, is that Jamie? And Chance is like, yep, that's the Jamester. And I love Shadow saying, let Jamie show you how humans are really like. And she goes over to him, and... Chance says, just give him a friendly, you know, lick on the hand and everything like that. She's like, yeah, Delilah is a gorgeous dog. I wish I knew what breed she was, but she is a gorgeous dog. Sassy, or sassy. <laughs> and Delilah is worried, you know, what if he doesn't like me? And Chance says, oh, he'll love you. I mean, he likes sassy for crying out loud. <laughs> so, and Jamie does exactly what you're supposed to do when you meet a dog. You put your hand out and let them come to you. And, of course, yeah, it's just, it's so sweet. And she's like, everybody meet Delilah. So, Peter is the one that notices that Delilah is not wearing a collar that she must be astray. And Hope immediately is like, can she stay, Dad? And Chance's like, yeah, Dad, Daddy, you don't mind me calling you Daddy, do you? <laughs> and, of course, like, it is up to Bob. It's like, come on, we don't. Yeah, and even Jamie's like, come on, please, Dad. I don't want Chance to be sad anymore. And Chance is like, how can you not want to keep this dog? I mean, she's so cute. <laughs> so Bob says, yeah, she can stay. And Chance literally, I don't know, he get, he like jumps like two feet off the ground. He is so excited. And Laura's like, oh, I don't think Chance would have it any other way. Chance is so excited. And I love Sassy saying, he's back. <laughs> and Hope's like, welcome to the family, girl. And Peter's like, oh, you're going to like it here. I'm just thinking, yeah, her name's Delilah. But what if the family calls her something else? How are they going to like, oh, Delilah's a good name. I mean... <laughs> and of course you know that they're gonna have to send Delilah to the vet to get checked up just to make sure she's okay I mean she looks healthy but you, just, you don't know Chance says I can't believe how lucky I am now my home is, has the best of both worlds and I never want to be away from it again comes the pizza guy with it looks like an extra large pizza is so huge well maybe it's just the box is huge but then Chance takes him off running at this guy. And the guy, of course, is holding the pizza with one hand, the box with one hand. It's like, like he's a server at a restaurant. It's just like, oh my gosh. No, this is where you take the box with both hands. And somebody goes and gets Chance. Because this poor man just, all he's trying to do is deliver this pizza so he can get back to work. So, yeah, the pizza somehow manages to get out of the box, and it's floating in the air, and it lands on Chance, and he starts eating it. And that's pretty much how the movie ends. <laughs> oh, man. But I'll play this end clip here with Delilah arriving, and just Chance being happy, and the family agreeing to take her in. I know that bark. That's... <laughs> Snap out of it. Come on, kids. We've got a ball game to get to. Lunch is going to be here any minute. 
That's the jamster. <laughs> Come on, I want you to meet him. Let Jamie show you what humans are really like. <laughs> I don't know, Chance, but he doesn't like me. He will. He likes sassy people. I heard that. <laughs> Besides, Jamie's my best friend. Jamie, I want you to meet Delilah. Delilah, this is Jamie. Alright, so of course I always like to do one, you know, read a couple user reviews, one being a bad user review and one being like the highest 10 out of 10. But this one in particular really sticks out at me, so I am going to read this one. It's a 6 out of 10, titled, oh, plus the review was published on my birthday, August 24th in 2019. So here's the title for this review. So, kid ignores dog. Kid yells at dog, and as a reward, kid gets two dogs. <laughs> All right, the original had warning spoilers, of course. The original had a solid story when it didn't need to be as I believe it was a straight to video Disney. But no, it was not a straight to video. This person is already wrong. This was a theatrical release. I remember because I was seeing, I told you already, I saw Jumanji, I saw the trailer for Homer Bound 2 before the movie Jumanji started. And I was so like, oh my gosh! And that was like the first time going to the theater that I even knew Homer Bound 2 was even a thing. Because granted, this is, you know, before, like, I never had the internet growing up. So I, I was like, <gasps> oh my goodness. Okay, so <clears throat> it was emotional, adorable, and between the voice actors, the rest of the actors, the setting, the music, and how brilliantly... The animals were trained. You could really feel the situation and finish the movie with a nice, warm feeling. Assuming you can feel for the relationship between a person and their pet nearly as much as I do. Pros. Considering many of the embarrassing family films starring animals they've released since Beethoven and these two Homer Bound movies in the 90s, the sequel isn't too bad. Animals still seem like they've been through a great deal amount of training, and I did get one or two chuckles from some of the dialogue. These days, filmmakers don't care how stupid the dialogue is. It it doesn't even or it doesn't ever even need to make you smile as long as you just get a dog to sit there and CGI the mouth to move around. I guess you're good to go. Kids are entertained. Nope. Oh well, money made, and that's about it. The dogs are beautiful. Oh, excuse me. Mm. 
The dogs are beautiful, and you can tell the voice actors are still invested as well. Cons. The excitement was significantly significantly dimmed, considering they weren't in as much danger as the first one. Honestly, I gotta 100% agree. I mean, yes, there was the whole thing about the blood red band and whatnot. And, of course, you know, the, you know, Chance almost getting hit by that semi, but... It just seems like this, like I said, it felt like the stakes in the first one were a lot higher. Alright, I mean, we're going from wilderness with larger, more dangerous animals, no food except whatever the fish, the cat can catch, fast-flowing river waterfalls, unsteady hills, and rock paths. Now they're in a city with an infinite amount of leftover food thrown away, other dogs to make friends, no wild animals, and tons of places to take shelter on the way home. They even had a guide get them to the bridge, lol. Woohoo. The setting and dialogue is much weaker than the first film. The dialogue is overall weaker. There's not much character development. The kid actors are now stale as they probably don't care anymore outside of all the money they're about to make again. It's cute, and it's far from the worst Disney movie focusing on live-action animals, but it's definitely not the best. If you want a fun movie featuring real trained pets and old slapstick humor with a couple laughs, then check out this movie. If you want to feel something of the connection between kids and their pets, just go watch the first one and you're good. Also, check out Beethoven, My Dog Skip, and Marley and Me if you want it. To tug at your heartstrings. Yes, Beethoven, honestly, I love my favorite, favorite movie. I did review that and Beethoven's second on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. Those, of course, are not kid-friendly. Um, my Dog Skip, definitely a dang good movie. Very, very good. Okay. So let's see if we can find a 10 out of 10 review. Okay, so I did find a 10 out of 10. This is from 2006. Titled, Awesome Movie as Great as the First. Warning, spoilers. I might be the only one, but I loved the first and second movie equally. I thought it was awesome to see them find their way home through the wilderness and then through the city. But some people got upset that the animals didn't explore too much of the city. Go there one day and you'll understand why they didn't. I, for one, thought it might be a bit silly if they were there to wander around San Francisco for most of the movie, but that's just me. This movie made me laugh and cry, just as the first one did. I really cried at the scene where everyone thought Chance got hit, but I cried too, I will tell you that, yes. Where I thought that Chance got hit by that truck, yes. Right. I mean, a dog is a man's BF. I know my dog is, but I also love the voice actors who play the animals. I believe Fox is an awesome actor slash voice actor, Michael J. Fox. I was upset when I heard that the original voice actor for Shadow had passed away. I watched the first movie so often that you can really tell the difference and it just sounds kind of weird. Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. Um, but all in all, it's ex it's an excellent movie and I know they can't do a third one because there's nothing to do on it. It's a shame nothing more can be done with the story. So I'm sure like I am not the only one that probably when saw this movie in the theater you probably thought oh this could be cool what could they do in a third movie because now they have Delilah and Chance and Shadow and Sassy and I'm sure I came up with some interesting ideas for how the animals would get separated from their owners again and I'm just because, yeah, they've done the wilderness, they've now done the city. What else could they possibly do? So I can guarantee, if you look up Homeward Bound 3, just fan fiction, there's like a plethora of it. One title that keeps popping up <laughs> as I search is Homeward Bound 3, War Running with the Wolves. <laughs>
So yeah, this one here is basically about, it's been a year since, you know, they were lost in San Francisco, and apparently Chance and Delilah have, like, four puppies or something. I'm like, oh, no, they wouldn't. You would be getting them fixed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some of these fan fiction titles, Homeward Bound, Our Journey Home, Homeward Bound 3, Into the Wilderness, Homeward Bound, Chance and Sassy, different things. Uh... Seeking the Pets, What is the Meaning of Family, Delilah's Choice, We're Bound 3, Back to the Wilderness, um, Dog Days, Welcome Home, Homer Bound 3, Paris Adventure, oh, that'd be, Homer Bound 3, The Grand Adventure, oh my gosh, there's so many, Riley's Gang, Homer Bound Sassy's Story, Moonrise, Respect Your Elders, Homerbound 3, Legend of the Wolf, I Will Not Say Goodbye, The Death of Shadow, Homerbound, Our Last Incredible Journey, <laughs> Our Last Incredible Journey, Alright, Shadow and Sassy and Delilah and Chance are all living together 10 years after their, 10 years? Shadow, Shadow's like 12, that would make him 22, I don't think that a golden retriever is going to live to be 22 years old. Let's check out this Homeward Bound 1 last incredible journey. <laughs> um, okay, chapter 1 prologue, I'm just going to read a smidge of this. Hi, my name is Chance, but of course you probably already know that. I've been with my family now for 10 years. My boy Jamie is in his last year of school. Sassy's human hope married and moved out of state a year ago. Peter's shadow best friend, uh, Peter Shadow's best friend got married six years ago and left the state too. Ever since then, Shadow's become depressed, but I, of course, have been trying my hardest to keep his spirits up. Delilah and I are still together. We had four pups, Daisy, Darla, Ralph, and Rance. Okay. They are all grown up now and have been adopted by some real good people here in the neighborhood. Laura, Bob, Jamie, Sassy, Shadow, Delilah, and I are all set to go on vacation soon to Florida. Given our track record with vacation, Shadow is on high alert. But why should he be worried? I mean, I've raised four pups and Delilah's got me pretty much mellowed out. He shouldn't be worried about me. If anything, I'm worried about him. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is just, it's unbelievable because the, we all know Shadow would not be around 10 years later after, because he was already like, what, 10 in the first movie, probably 12 in the second movie, because there's two years of time that's gone since the first movie. So I managed to find something here called Dateline Disney that does have the actors from the first, they're talking about Homer Bound, The Incredible Journey, and they're talking about how it's like working with the animals on set, how difficult it can be to get the shots that they need, and just how animals are animals, they're going to act how they want to act, regardless whether you get the shots you need for the scene or not. And it's just, it's just really interesting, so I'm going to play that here. very distinct characters with very, very distinct personalities. 
and we actually hear their, their thoughts, we hear their conversations. <laughs> Go? Hey, thanks! Whoa, whoa, fish! Following animals on an incredible journey through the wilderness seems easy to do in the movies, <laughs> but getting animals to act on camera is actually one of the hardest jobs in the business. Working with the animals is sometimes very difficult. We can only feed them so much and ask so much before they just say, Guys, I'm, I'm full. I'm taking a nap. It's over. You, you either have your shot or you don't. The dogs decide to, you know, they see a bird somewhere or they get tired after a while and bring on the double, you know, the next dog and bring on that double. And, you know, it's just rough. In the making of the movie, at least 50 to 60 trained animals, including doubles, were used to bring the incredible journey to life. This is actually the first time, in a sense, where you have animals really not just performing a behavior, but actually the behaviors have to be interacted between each other. These animals have to be manipulated and trained into positions where they're not only doing their behavior, but in the middle of their behavior, they're in a sense communicating with their partner. All of the cats are trained to a buzzer, and what happens is when I press this 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 buzzer sound reacts. This particular buzzer happens to be on a stick, but we also have remote buzzers that can set in the ground so that we can have the cats going away to different points. So that the animals are not overworked, each has several doubles that are painted with makeup to look exactly like the lead animal. This allows filming to continue while the stars take a rest. Compared to doing people, they uh, don't require as much touch-up because it's on fur and they don't get the moisture problem that skin does. In this case, Tyler just requires a little makeup around the face. I think we've all heard of those stories, and they're true, of, of animals who will walk many, many miles to find their home or to find their, their owners. And it's one of those stories that you just can't help but laugh and cry. Now playing at theaters, Walt Disney Pictures, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little segment there. I, that's actually what I was talking about, I think, probably in the first Homeward Bound movie when I reviewed that. Because that is what I was looking for. The behind the scenes and just the actors and the people that work with the animals, the animal coordinators and stuff. And just how, how it's like for them to create this movie and bring it to life. And that the animals, you know, hit their marks. They hit their cues and they're doing you know, what they need to do and everything. And that's why they have so many doubles to give the other dogs a break and a rest. So, yeah, I enjoyed covering this movie. I still love it very much. I mean, yes, I will go on record saying yes. I, I love the first one, my all-time favorite, and I do love the second one. Maybe the first one a smidge more, but... Yeah, I hope you guys, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is just me, you know, with Homeward Bound kicking off the Dog Days of Summer movies. So look for Lassie from 1994 with Tom Gurry from The Sandlot. He played Scotty Smalls. He's going to be in this movie with the title character Lassie. And this is just such a sweet heartwarming beautiful film that I just cherish and is close to my heart all these all these animal movies all these dog movies are so close to my heart as you know growing up with them as a child and just being such an animal lover and I just that's why I like I like being able to go back and watch my childhood films again as an adult and just 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 watch them and you you guys kind of in a way are watching it with me as I'm going through scene by scene and dialogue and everything so so everyone just have, I hope you have, you enjoy the review and you have a great week this week. All right. Bye-bye.